You're listening to the Destiny Show Podcast, part of the Robots Radio Network, live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Robots Radio presents... Hello, Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show podcast. We are live on twitch.tv forward slash the Destiny Show, and we want to thank you for tuning in to episode 25 of the podcast. And today, we welcome Annabelle and Justine, the community mods and admins for the Destiny Reddit Discord community. And we'll continue the conversation about communities and Destiny. We're going to discuss the new Lumina Quest. And we'll also talk about the Season of Opulence and Guardian Con that I'm sure many of you are traveling to as we speak. So we hope you all have a safe trip out to Guardian Con. We hope you have a blast. We're going to talk about some really cool things today. And we're going to learn about Annabelle and Justine and what they do. Uh, but before we do, I want to let you guys know that you can find the Destiny Show podcast on all of your favorite podcast channels. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and now we're live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific. Is it 3 or 4? Is it 4? It's 4. It's currently currently 3.22 Pacific. So I butchered that one. It's actually 7 (laughs) p.m. Eastern. 4 p.m. Pacific, and we hope you guys can join us live. We're going to have a really exciting lineup of guests planned for the month of July and the month of August, which we'll be announcing pretty soon. And beyond that, you can also follow us on Twitter at The Destiny Show, and we also have a website at destinyshow.com where you can find all of the show notes for every episode that we've done, and you can listen on our website as well. And I guess today, let's welcome, first off, my co-host, Shadow Price. How are you doing today? Doing just fine. Just fine. Happy to be here and uh, talk about the happenings in Destiny. And uh, it's uh, really hot here right now. Uh, We're having a little bit of a heat wave here in the eastern part of the U.S., but we're going to push through and we're going to have ourselves a good show. How hot is it? It's uh, probably about... 87, 88 degrees right now. Okay. So it's it's about, I would say, 85 out here. Not too much of a difference from where you are. We actually live about, I would say, an hour apart from each other. So we're not too far from each other. And on that note, I want to welcome the Destiny Reddit community team Uh, consisting of Annabelle and Justine. They are the admins for the largest Destiny community on the web with nearly 1 million members. That's insane. And Destiny the Game Reddit consists of fans who created guides, who create latest gaming updates, fan creations, discussions about Destiny, and so much more. And Justine and Annabelle help run their Discord community with 65,000 Guardians strong. And we're going to learn much more about them tonight on the show. And 
what they do for our awesome community. So Justine and Annabelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having us. I'm super excited to be here. Same. It's such a, it's such a pleasure to have you guys on the show. And uh, we are really uh, grateful for your time and also for everything that you do for our community. And I can't wait to learn much more about you. And we're going to put you on the hot seat tonight for our <laughs> discussion with the Guardians. So are you ready? Thank you so much for that, Follow. We love you. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So let's do this. Annabelle and Justine, how did you guys get started playing Destiny? So for me, um, after the very first E3 um, feature of Destiny, this was what, back in 2014, I believe, um, one of my friends um, was close with the Halo team and he's like, hey, do you want to check this game out? This is the next game from the Bungie studio. And I said, sure, why not? <laughs> and that's how I was able to get in on the alpha. And um, it's just all been downhill from there, or uphill, I guess, depending <laughs> on where you want to look at it. We all, yeah. we all have similar stories. We're all like brought <laughs> in the game, we're dragged in, kicking and screaming, whether we like it or not, and then we end up loving it. So you know, it's <laughs> that's really awesome. Yeah, actually, the story for us is very similar because Shadow Price got me into the Halo franchise, and then when Destiny came out, like. Let's check this game out. I know we're playing Call of Duty, but let's give it a break. Let's see what this Destiny game is all about. And we played the beta, and we loved it ever since. And it's been a uh, uphill journey from there. So, yeah. Nice. I got into it um, just shortly after release. Um, funnily, an ex-boyfriend of mine like went out and got an Xbox, like, you know, Xbox and that, and got that with it. And then, like, I was watching him play a little bit, and I was like, hmm, kind of, like, intrigues me, this game. So I ended up playing, and then it all just went from there. <laughs> yeah, did you guys play Halo, the Halo series? Uh, um, he did. I didn't. I've played a bit of Halo 5. That was much, much later on after Destiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't really have an Xbox during when Halo was at its peak. So um, needless to say, I'm very excited to try out Halo on PC when it comes out. <laughs> very, very excited. Yeah, Halo Reach is the first one that's going to be coming out. Um, yes, So soon, TM. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, I'll tell you one thing about Halo Reach. I know many people may not agree with me on this one, but Halo Reach is my favorite Halo game. I, I enjoyed it so much. It was my introduction into the halo franchise and i enjoyed all the many aspects of that game so much and it was more fun to me than any other game that i had at that time i think the firefight mode of that game was game changing like be able to go in there and just go through waves and waves like you know it's something we really crave in destiny we really want a true horde mode it would be really nice but Firefight mode was tons of fun. Yeah, I really loved Firefight. Sounds like I'm really excited to play this now. <laughs> oh, you totally should. Have you not played Halo Reach before? No. no. Oh, this will be man. my first time when it comes out on oh, PC. That's so exciting. I'm really excited. That is so exciting. 
you'll be able to play in like high frames and without any boundaries. Yeah. It's going to run well. It's going to have up res graphics. It's going to be it's going to be a good time. I'm so excited for that game to come out. Yeah, I think everybody's going to jump on that. The community is going to explode all, you know, again for Halo Reach. It's going to be really cool. And it's funny because we had a couple of friends who who said that they would be jumping ship to Halo and they play Destiny pretty hardcore. So I'm going to have to see if they actually go through with it. But uh, <laughs> but then I heard they're coming back for in the September for Shadowkeep though too. So it's uh yeah. It's going to be it's exciting times. It's an exciting sure. time to be a Destiny fan, isn't it? It's it's so cool. We have so many awesome things that are going on in Destiny and it it all kind of hit us pretty much all at the same time within like a matter of I would say like a week or two and it changed a lot of things for our community between Destiny 2 uh the new light going free to play and between the cross save feature which is huge and then Google Stadia made their big announcement as well in fact Shadow Keep was first announced on the Google stage which is very interesting yeah. that uh they did it that way I was not prepared for that either. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> whatsoever. I was getting ready for the Bungie announcement because, you know, they pre-announced that and we had like all of these um, channels ready and announcements ready to go for when they were going to go live. And then the trailer came before the Bungie stage and we were like, what is this? This is very <laughs> exciting, but what's happening? Because yeah. <laughs> I had the, um, I had the Stadia stream of just generally just watching it and just having it quite, kind of in the background. And then I saw like Destiny pop up and I was like, wait, what? It was like, stop the from? presses. What's going on here? We did not <laughs> yeah, expect this. It came out of nowhere. There were no leaks. There were no rumors whatsoever. And yeah, I think for a lot of people who were watching the Stadia, just because they're interested in what Google has to offer, to see that all of a sudden and be like, oh my God, there's a Destiny announcement here. It was it was really cool. It's going to be interesting when it comes out, you know, because it's like, I feel like that's going to be the smallest pool of players is going to be on Stadia because it doesn't come out till November and Shadowkeep comes out in September, so... You're yes, right. we'll have to see. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I didn't realize that time yeah. gap, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to give them a chance to essentially beta test Destiny on Stadia to make sure that it works well. And I understand, you know, we're not going to have too many people on the platform right away, but I definitely see the potential in it, especially with Destiny 2 going free to play. I think that it will encourage more people to at the very least check it out and if it runs really well wherever they're located because it's always going to be internet dependent because it's an online game and stadia is a streaming platform so you're always going to have to have that uh, consistent internet connection in order to be able to enjoy the game but it's exciting about the prospect of being able to play destiny on your ipad and your mobile device like that's a really interesting idea and that would be pretty cool yeah it'll be great for those who travel oh absolutely and i'm excited to see how it would work in like real world scenarios yeah i'm also interested how it's going to work with xcloud too you know with, yeah. with that coming this year as well 
Yeah, that's a good um, point. Microsoft did make the announcement at E3 about xCloud. And um, it almost feels like Sony is starting to rely on the Microsoft Cloud platform also because of the partnership that was announced. I want to say it was about a month and a half ago. To use the Azure servers yeah. and everything. So it's going to yeah. be really interesting to see how it all plays out this fall and going into the future. So Justine and Annabelle, what do you guys do in the Destiny the Game Discord community? So we um, are basically in charge of running it, making sure that everybody's playing nice. But some behind the scenes things that we do is like preparing FAC for new players. That's one of the projects we're working on right now. Um, making sure that everybody's having a good experience on the server, making sure that um, we're using Discord to the best of its ability um, with, you know, Discord is so robust now in terms of bots and, you know, other things that they're testing out. So um, we want to make sure that those, that we're using it properly to build our community. Um, but I don't know. To me, the funnest part is being able to basically have a group of people to talk to anytime about destiny. Yeah, so. yeah. Absolutely. And that's what I really love about the destiny community because more so than any other game that I've played, the destiny community seems the most passionate about the game and they really care about it. If something goes right, they love it. They care about it. If something goes wrong, they're very vocal and passionate about it too. Like what happened with Whisper of the Worms, right? So that was that was interesting. Nerf day, yes. I I totally <laughs> get why they did it though. I totally get it. Yeah, I mean me too. look how fast Galron goes down. Like, can you imagine how fast he'd go down with like five or six whispers shooting right at his like yep. spot? <laughs> I mean <laughs> totally get it. And I mean, the interesting thing about the Whisper nerf is um, all of these other weapons have been allowed to shine, right? Because you're yeah. no longer, you no longer have to have Whisper as your heavy exotic. So um, I see why they did it. Um, and it's been an interesting season so far in terms of what's meta and what's being used. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a painful day in terms of community reaction because you're right. The Destiny community is very passionate, so, yeah. um, and many don't hesitate to say that, which is fine. It's great. Um, I we can have a conversation though. About yeah. it. you know, it's something we can talk exactly. about. Exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. So. It's nice in a way to see people care, as opposed to, you know, they make this change and no one really says anything about it. It's nice to see. Yeah, yeah, on both sides, you know, people who are yeah. upset about the nerf and up here, other people are like, yes, let's give it an other weapons times to shine, you know, and I like variety. I like using different yeah. weapons. I don't like using the same weapons all the time. So, I mean, sometimes I do. I'll pick my favorite ones, but then other, I like to experiment with other weapons too. So I think in terms of the meta and Shadow Price is going to be very surprised about me saying this, but I think this is kind of my favorite time in the game. And the reason I say that is because this season took me out of my comfort zone in so many ways. In the Crucible, I, agree. I had to use snipers, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not a sniper guy. 
but I have to rely on that in order to get that pinnacle weapon, the revoker. And because I want to chase after every pinnacle weapon, I'm going to go out and do that. And it kind of started with Mountaintop because I kind of wanted to challenge myself and get something different to use in the game. And speaking of Mountaintop, it became this staple weapon for endgame activities like the new Crown of Sorrow raid, where it's so useful and so powerful that it's... Until people found out about Swarm. And then Swarm of the Raiden, yeah. So I think now more than ever, grenade launchers are given this time to shine and be more relevant than I think they've ever been. I mean, we used to make fun of a little gun called Edge Transit. And yeah. now... <laughs> in fairness to edge transit it was never a bad gun you just got a dozen of them a day <laughs> right you just got edge transit yeah. out you know and it just kept dropping over and over and over again yeah. so <laughs> i do love the meme um we did end up making an edge transit emote that's just basically our all emote mm. because it's edge transit <laughs> that is so <laughs> awesome yeah <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I think I got sick of my like 20th drop. I'm like, I'm just going to, we're going to do this. <laughs> At one point, my entire postmaster was filled with edge transits. And I did that oh just, just to see how many I can get. And the entire postmaster on one of my characters with nothing but edge transits. That was pretty funny. I think that was when I was uh, farming the strikes for one of the pinnacle weapons i want to say was it loaded question or was it loaded question yeah, loaded question yeah so uh that was that was a really fun grind it was nice to be able to <laughs> grind out activities like that again and uh, i'm excited for this fall too it's going to be really cool with the moon coming back into the game and eris morn oh man and she's one of my favorite characters besides cade six in Destiny. Same. Yes, so much. I love her voice. <laughs> I, lo I love Morla's voice. It's just so like dark, but it just has like such a like nice, vibrant, like, you know, tone to it as well. She really captures the moon's haunted. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Moon's haunted. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> moon's haunted. But yeah. I mean, that yeah. is one way to describe her voice is it is very haunting and she captures airs perfectly. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to have her back in Shadowkeep. Same. I'm so excited to see Eris Morn come back. And I think this expansion is going to be really, really good. From what we've seen, going back and playing through nightmares and different activities and the new raid on the Black, Black Garden. Oh, man. Yeah. That's going to be so much fun to go back to. And on PC, my sure. dear. It's going to be beautiful. Is, I can't, I can't yeah. wait. Such a throwback. Yeah. I'm excited to um, have a good association with the Black Garden because the first time we went into the Black Garden, it was during Vanilla Destiny 1 with that story that kind of just made everyone go, huh? What is that? <laughs> so I'm excited for there to be to a raid there. We don't have time to explain why we don't have time to explain. Exactly. So for now, to there be like a full, like to be going back with a full story behind it, um, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, and I hope we do see the stranger like again, like shortly that after. That would be interesting. The Black Garden, yeah. you know, because I feel like they're connected, you know, s still somehow. So, you know, even mm -hmm. with Mara Sov, like you know, it's like who, she, 
when, when she was like in the her uh, throne room and everything and in the ascendant you know playing when we go see her like mm-hmm. you know she was talking about her and everything so yeah absolutely it's going to be a really fun expansion and looking at the collector's edition and all the cool little things that's going to have i'm so excited i think that we're going to get a lot of lore this fall too and um i'm going to bet that we're going to we're going to see a full sized campaign there's no way they're not going to give us a full sized campaign they with this did one. say it was going to be about the size of rise of iron that's uh oh, so okay. that's what i've read as well yes yeah that's rise of iron was say. pretty good size actually i enjoy rise of iron quite a lot yeah me too well, and think about this rise of iron kept us playing for an entire year right yeah i mean granted they did have some little seasonal updates but rise of moments iron of triumph or neat. age of triumph when that came in like that mm-hmm. was like the best update to destiny like was that when we got to play all the old raids again yeah i think that april update when we got the old raids back i think that's probably one of my favorite updates because going back to the vault of glass and being able to get an exotic version of your favorite weapon that was a lot of fun that was that was a really good time and not only did they add one raid but they gave us all the raids so that was such a cool time in destiny i had so much fun and I, I it was nice to kind of go back and experience you know like the little tiny changes that they put into it yeah like Crotus. so like a throwback mm-hmm. to the raids too but then also you <laughs> like get all little, the swords like, in Crota. that was so much oh, that was hilarious the first oh my God. time yeah that was just <laughs> belly laugh inducing just yeah. madness great i enjoyed the extra challenges that they put in for yeah. that like um for who was it um the Templar <laughs> just flying across and um, oh, yeah. <laughs> to get that challenge. That was really fun. Yeah. I remember that. That was, that was a lot of fun. And Crota going back to Kingsfall really too, you know, cause I mean, oh my gosh, yeah. I mean that raid sometimes like it was like a marathon, that thing. Cause it's like, you're not going to fight orcs any faster than the game allows you to pretty much. You know, <laughs> you got to go through all those mechanics and everything yeah. so but i still enjoyed it like and I, w- I would love to like be able to experience like them some hopefully someday again like yeah. in a high frame Agreed. rate <laughs> yeah absolutely i cannot wait it's going to be such an exciting time i'm really interested to see what bungie gives us not only with the fall expansion but also with the season passes that we'll be getting as well yeah. because i think they're gonna bring back places that are reminiscent from the past we're going to go back to different locations that were there in destiny one but they're just going to evolve in a really cool and unique way and i'm i'm excited for it yeah i'm just it's interesting to see how they're going to work the whole uh storage angle and everything you know because the game is getting pretty big in size i bet yeah so it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to tackle that. All interesting challenges that uh, they're going to have to overcome, but uh, I think they're going to be up for that challenge. So, I agree. Justine and Annabelle, how did you ladies get started with the Destiny Reddit community? Um, so I started... So not long after I got into the game, I ended up kind of... There was a streamer that I watched, and he was part of the Crucible Sherpa team. Um, 
the Red Eight team that's kind of under the Destiny of the Game umbrella. And I got involved in that. And then it kind of went from there because then it came, it gave me into like Destiny Sherpa and then it led on into the Discord server um, of Destiny the Game subreddit and then into the subreddit itself. So it's been a crazy journey personally for me. Um, for me personally, um, I've been kind of in my own little corner, like leading my clan. And then when they announced um, that Destiny 2 was coming to the PC, I was very excited and that's when I found the discord and the destiny reddit discord. And that's when I just started talking and the community was great. And just after getting to know each, um, getting to know each other and getting to know the people there, um, one thing led to another. And then, um, that's how I started leading the community there. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause we kind of like, uh, we got really excited when we heard uh, Destiny 2 was coming to PC too. And that's, we literally like built our PCs for it. Yeah. I had already had a PC at that time. And I think my friends were still on PlayStation at the time, just like kind of maybe thinking about hopping on PC. So I just, I needed to talk to people about it. I just needed to get it off my chest. I was so excited. And that's how I found the discord. And yeah, Destiny coming on to PC was, has been great. Um, I'm really yeah. happy that it's on PC and, you know, as much flack as Activision gets, you know, it was through Activision that Destiny, we were able to get such, it's not even a port. It's a beautiful, Yeah, no, it's, I, I it's, hesitate to call it a port. It's, it's a great game on PC on its own. Absolutely. So. Vicarious Visions knocked it out of the park with, uh, the, with, with the yeah. way they presented it on PC. It was great. Yeah. I think Vicarious Visions did an amazing job with it. And I also think that people are almost a little too critical of Activision because they don't really appreciate the significance of giving a game development studio $500 million to, to go build something. And that's a pretty big leap of faith for a company to have to make. And from a financial standpoint, they have to make money in order to support the developers. Because if you ask the developers, hey, you want to come build Destiny for free? They're going to say no, right? No one's going to do that. So it is in a realistic way, a business that has to be sustained from a financial standpoint. And I think there are a lot of great things that Activision did for the Bungie franchise and for Destiny in addition to some maybe not so great things. And uh, it's been, it's definitely been venture, but if it wasn't for Activision, we wouldn't really have Destiny in the form that we did. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just excited uh, just to see how many more people are going to get into the game when it does. We get the, the new light in, in the yes. fall. Yes. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I hear so many people talking about how they're going to get into the game and everything when that happens. They're like, yes, it'll be worth me to come in and try it and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see new people coming on board. And the nice thing I see that the Destiny community likes to do is they like to help new people who come into the Destiny game. Um, so I'm mm -hmm. excited to see what people end up doing there. Um, just because there's not really, you know, it's so easy to just focus on end game and focus on, you know, 
getting your loot but there are so many people who are dedicated to helping newbies kindergartens whatever you want to call them (laughs) and bringing them on board to the community and i think there will be a lot of that come this fall with new light and that'll be exciting to see absolutely i'm really excited for uh christmas noobs to be hanging out in the tower oh my gosh yes (laughs) their escalation protocol done so they can get the EP shotgun (laughs) that's it's going to be exciting to be able to introduce new people into our community and it's going to make the game better and we'll have more people to play with and more experiences to create with fellow guardians so it's going to be an exciting time yeah i'm looking forward to it yeah so justine and annabelle do you have a favorite expansion in destiny I think Forsaken was mine. It's a good one. I've been thinking really hard about that one, and it's um, it feels a bit cliche, but it has to be the Taken King, I believe, just because of the new life that it breathed onto the game, um, the players that it brought on, um, the players that it kept. Um, my favorite raid will still forever be Vault of Glass, but I mean, just yeah. that Oryx fight, man. <laughs> I'm going to change my answer back to that because I, I don't know if you're including Destiny, I guess, in it as well. But yeah, I would actually, out of the two, I'd say Taken King as well. That's when I Forsaken started is a very Forsaken yeah. is a very close second. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to echo that statement. Yeah, Taken King is my favorite expansion. And yeah, Forsaken is second. Yeah. with Although I played it a little bit prior to Taken King, I didn't play it very heavily. And then Taken King came along and I... That's when I really got like my, my claws into the game and started playing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like even after you beat the story, like you had the whole Taken War like open yeah. up for you and everything. So I still it, remember, you know, the little calcified fragments just yeah. going around getting all of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a Hadronic essences. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, hadium hadium flakes too, I think for Something the swords. Like yeah. Yeah. Oh Which, my goodness. You know, Go they dreaded about is coming back. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean with Eris coming back and the moon coming back and all that, you know, that only makes sense. You know, it's already in the Destiny universe. So <laughs> That's the nice quality of life improvement that they did in Destiny 2 is giving us ghosts that let us track those things. Because I remember having to like turn up my headphones all the way just so I can hear like little tingle. Like it's here. here. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are going to be a little surprised by my answer to this one. But I think for me, my favorite expansion, Destiny, I would say probably Rise of Iron because we got the Wrath of the Machine raid during that expansion. And also, I think that the spring update that we got was phenomenal i think that it was really it changed the community by breathing life into the game at a point when it it felt like there wasn't a whole lot going on by by that point and for us to get the vault of glass raid and crotus end and all these amazing raids just to come back i think that was a pretty significant update for me um that uh that sepix perfected strike was yeah. pretty fire too the sepix oh perfected yes. music, music so was great yeah <laughs> so yeah. awesome you're fighting him in a blizzard and everything too it's like it was so cool yeah <laughs> i remember the first time i think was it the nightfall with the um the priest and i remember how hard 
that was like with all the little shanks that came down and shot you to pieces. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I yeah, really yeah. remember the difficult parts of right for me, Rise of Iron is always associated with climbing that mountain. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of the first things I did in Rise of Iron because people were like, there's stuff up there. Same. And this was before we had clambering. <laughs> so Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We couldn't mantle or that's anything. True. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know how we would I could ever go back and do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we don't talk about that mountain. We've had some <laughs> experiences on the mountain i think that mountain took me a longer time to climb than beating skull loss it, it i i'm not a jumping person in the game so if you guys need help <laughs> with jumps uh don't call me just don't please <laughs> um I remember the mountain being like so frustrating because you get so high up yeah and then there's one little bit you jump back on and be like well gotta start again <laughs> <laughs> the, the bones that invisible uh... wall Oh my god, bones. Bones were good for that. <laughs> yeah. I really wish they bones. I miss, I wish. I miss bones. Yeah. Me too. I yeah. wish we had a D2 version. It would be great. <laughs> yeah. I I'm sorry, but I I stompies, they're okay, but they just still don't the bones they're are not better. bones. They don't cut no, they're not. They totally don't. <laughs> a competition racing to the top of the mountain. That sounds hilarious. We should bring that back with SRL. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. SRL oh God, and I'm Destiny missed. 2 with 60 frames yeah. and a Oh, my God. Sign me up. That would yes. be pretty awesome. I really hope they they bring SRL back. I really missed SRL. Me too. SRL was a lot of fun, and it was different. It it was the most creative use of their maps and, and the environments. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was... It was just something that we did in the game all the time, like race our sparrows. We, when we did like the, the chest farming, like, uh, you know, when we, uh, the barons, when you fight the baron, like back in house of wolves and you farm that chest for the keys and everything, we raced our sparrow out and then back and everything. So. Yeah, absolutely. So Annabelle and Justine, I got a question for you ladies. Do you feel the mm -hmm. annual pass lived up to your expectations for Destiny in 2019? A bit iffy on it. There was, I think, some really good parts in terms of like maybe Black Armory and then into the current one that we're in now. I think potentially Drifter season, even maybe just personally for me, lacked a little bit. Um, you know, we didn't get a new raid. But there was other things that we got in it that I enjoyed too. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you there. Yeah, um, I, I think Season of the Drifter was generally received as, like, generally perceived as a lukewarm kind of addition to the annual pass. Um, but to me, the annual pass just feels more of like building onto what they did before with the small DLCs on a yearly basis. But I'm excited that for the next expansion, it's not just one annual pass and you can pick and choose which seasons you want to pay for. I agree Although let's be honest, I already pre-ordered the deluxe edition that covers all three seasons. Um, <laughs> but, been you know, for you know for most players not everybody likes not everybody loves gambit <laughs> enough to pay for a full season's worth of it and if they want to opt out of that it's great that next year they will have the option to 
Yeah, I mean the the good thing they they had good lore with the the drifter. That, that, that oh my god, that lore was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it. just that drifter versus vanguard. Like and yeah. you said, you came from an RPG background, right? Yes. So to see like that in Destiny, it's like oh my god, they're embracing the RPG elements. Yes. So yeah. I am excited to see what other RPG elements they bring into um, with Shadowkeep and other future expansions bearing in mind that they've said that they will be embracing the side of them so i'm really excited yeah absolutely the same like i think i really like opulence like as far as the activities goes same. and things like that the, the menagerie is a lot of fun it's a lot of it fun because you get you can have six people playing you know with you it's not just a fire team of three or anything like that it's it's like a full raid team you can just get in i initially when I saw the roadmap for Opulence and I was like, oh, six, like new six man activity. I was like, oh, maybe it'd be Crucible, you know, like Rift, mm-hmm. like something like throwback. And I never expected Menagerie. I never. So when it came about and I was like, wow, OK, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. And the loot is actually good. And the fact that yeah. you can just like choose how. Yes. Your no, loot exactly. By slotting in there with your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's genius. Yeah. I think for me. The annual pass, in some ways, it was kind of a mixed bag. And the reason why I say that is because I like what they brought into the game for the most part. I think that in Black Armory, that grind to unlock the forges, it was not fun. And I know so many people, including myself, who have not even unlocked all the forges on all three characters because of how just not fun the, the experience of getting that unlocked was um but i also think that the lore that we got with the annual pass has been absolutely amazing we got some of the best lore it's just i wish they brought an extra strike with each season yeah maybe add a couple crucible maps to keep things feeling a little bit more fresh and i don't know about you guys but i kind of miss getting stories in the game and getting traditional campaigns and i think that these are experiences that enhance a game and when it's missing there it almost feels like somewhat of an incomplete game and i understand it's challenging for the developers to create content on such a consistent basis but i still kind of wish that they were able to do a bit more with that yeah i agree I think um, with them being more like them embracing the MMO now that they're gonna their content is going to be updated frequently, like from Shadow Peak keep going forward. Um, I, I think they're really going to embrace that, and there'll be a mix of story, I think, and like you know uh, quests and things like that during like the part of the season passes uh, the the individual drops obviously there will be a story i'm sure in shadow keep you know that we have with eris uh we gotta figure out why she's been gone for so long and what she's been doing yeah it's it's gonna be really exciting and i'm really interested to see what lessons from this year's annual pass they carry over and use for future updates because bungie has been a pretty good about listening to player feedback and acting on it and sometimes it does feel like they don't act quickly enough but i do think that bungie is more responsive to player feedback than they've ever been before i agree 
agree on that too. It was nice, you know, the Bondi stream they did when they announced, you know, everything about all the changes. It was nice to see, because they explained a bit about, you know, what went off like back end and what their changes are going to be kind of like in the back end too. So it's nice. Yeah. And intriguing. Yeah. And they said, so, right, yeah. during the Vidoc, they're like, we wanted cross save from beginning. It's like the Destiny had mm-hmm. already shipped or was, it was yeah. about to finish. And they said for capital R reasons. So, you know, that they couldn't make it happen at that point. Let's let's yeah. take a minute to speculate. What's capital R? Is it a person in some department of some company? Who's R? I think it's Racktivision. I think it's I think it's multiple things. That could be Activision, yeah. PlayStation. Um, you know, because PlayStation really want to stick it to Xbox. You saw what happened That's true. at E3 yeah. in 2013. Great. I mean, Xbox, Microsoft kind of dug their own grave uh, with, um, you know, what they did there at that at that show. <laughs> they already yeah, lost that's that a good generation. Point. I, think, I think that Activision Sony contract, while it's great to have gotten that money and gotten that marketing out of, you know, the door, um, mm. I think it did hold them back in terms of cross-save because of the whole strike exclusive and there were a couple of guns that are exclusive to playstation and i'm excited to get those in september so yeah the wave splitter (laughs) and oh my goodness the strikes that way you didn't get yeah and what about that (laughs) new hand cannon that has that crazy scope on it that's going to be so cool to play Oh, the yeah. heavy hand cannon or the one that they teased in the Vidoc, yeah, the right? The yeah, the one that's got a scope on it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's a yeah, special scope. Uh... Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for that heavy bow. Yeah, the heavy bow yeah. too. Oh my gosh, yeah. same. That's going to be so <laughs> yeah. awesome. Very exciting. Yeah, I thought that was like one of their best Vidoc they had ever produced. Like, I agree. I thought that was outstanding. The amount of changes and like announcements and everything that came into that, I remember like finish watching it and be like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Yeah, I remember watching Fireteam chat like the next day and Destin's like, <laughs> they fixed everything. <laughs> everything that was we didn't like before, they fixed it. <laughs> it's coming in Shadowkeep. And it was nice to see the community reaction to it being really positive, I think, to it as well. Yeah. Totally agree. For sure. Totally agree. So, Annabelle and Justine, what do you do when you're not playing Destiny? I like to play with my dog, (laughs) (laughs) whose name is... um, I'm actually surprised he hasn't um, made himself known while I'm here on this podcast, but his name's Gambit. Um, We've had him before the game mode. (laughs) We had him before the game. (laughs) So, when they announced the game mode gambit i was super excited obviously um and it's a fun game mode and um but he's a sweetheart um the gambit devs are aware of gambit they've they've i've sent them pictures (laughs) named after the x-men gambit yes he was yeah he was adopted and named after the x-men that's awesome (laughs) he came before the game mode and i like to joke that the game mode came was named after my dog (laughs) (laughs) what kind of dog do you have He's a mix. He's a Sheltie Terrier mix of some sort. Yeah. But he's a sweetheart when he wants to be. (laughs) That's really awesome. I actually have a little dog of my own, too. He's a little Pomeranian Chihuahua. He thinks he's a lot bigger than he is, but he's only 12 pounds. But he's awesome. 
That's adorable. Yeah, he's he's great. <laughs> he he pretty much goes everywhere with me. He's he's been a big part of my life, and I've had him now for almost seven years because I've had him since he was eight weeks old, and he just oh, turned oh, seven. Oh, so it's been just... it's been really cool. Yeah, and, he's a cool guy. Yeah, no, he's, he's great. <laughs> He's portable size too. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Justine, what do you do when you don't play Destiny? Um, I want to say sleep, but that would be <laughs> contradictory to an, a running joke that I don't sleep. <laughs> but no, generally, <laughs> kind of cheesy, but I gem- I do. I think about what I could do in Destiny, <laughs> what I could be doing. All the time, usually I'm just working. Is there any other like uh, games that you like to play? Like um, any, any like you like Nintendo games or any of those other like? Uh, I've system? been playing. Funny at the minute, I've been playing a lot of Sims because Sims had an update to it uh, with their like island thing. So I'm playing a bit of that. That's cool. But, oh, that looks yeah. fun. No, it is. You can get your Sim to be a mermaid. It's great. I just started, <laughs> I just started playing Mario Maker too last night, and uh, we made any cool levels. I'm gonna leave that up to my kids. I'm gonna let them make some cool <laughs> levels. <laughs> and everything. Oh, I thought they were gonna play your levels. No, it's gonna be the opposite. I'm gonna play their levels. <laughs> um, I thought you were gonna make like a super difficult level for your kids, like <laughs> get this, and then you're out of chores or something. I don't know. I'm all about the play. They're going to be the create. I'm be like, all right, create me some maniacal jumping puzzle and <laughs> see what I can do with it. <laughs> yeah, I actually have not uh, gotten a chance to play Mario Maker, but I do have it. Just been waiting for some free time so I can play it, but I've been busy in Destiny and work and podcasting, so I uh, haven't yet had a chance to dive into it. I'm also not one to make new levels. I'm not really good at that, but I enjoy playing other people's levels and playing through yeah. story mode and stuff like that. That's why you let the kids do it. They, they're exactly. good at Minecraft Just, and that's Fortnite. Why, so, that's you why know. you have kids, so they can build your levels <laughs> for you. That's a good idea. Maybe I should get it and give it to my brother and be like, here, make me a level. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll try it out. <laughs> Absolutely. They love doing that. They're like, they do. Yeah. My brother's like the perfect age for it as well. <laughs> Bungie feedback. Just get kids on board to build all of the content. <laughs> they can build new strikes. They can build all the crucible maps. And we're going to be good to go. Cheap labor. <laughs> Sword. Easy. <laughs> so, ladies, do you have a favorite food? Yes, pizza. Pizza. Ooh, well, good choice. <laughs> you cannot go wrong. Good choice. Pizza. What kind of pizza? Pepperoni. Ooh, I like you already. Yep. I love pepperoni. <laughs> pepperoni is my favorite as well. Although, one time <laughs> I did have a gyro pizza, and oh man, it was so good. It had like a gyro. Yeah, gyro. Pizza? It had like a massive tzatziki sauce oh. and mm-hmm. like lamb shaved meat. So good. Interesting. So good. And Shadow Price makes some uh, pretty good pizza as well. Isn't that right, Shadow Price? Yeah, I make a pretty good roadhouse pie. Uh, roadhouse. Roadhouse. Uh, like a pulled pull pork uh, <laughs> cheddar. One. It's pretty good, actually. That is pretty awesome. 
um, for me, I don't know. It's so hard to pick one because I like so much food. If I had to pick one, it's probably sushi. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Actually, uh. we have a little tradition on the show. At the end of our discussion about the Bungie Weekly Update, or this week at Bungie, as some may call it, uh, we rate the content in the form of spicy tuna rolls every week. Because oh my we God. love spicy tuna rolls. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> I did see that, and I love spicy tuna rolls. Yeah, me too. I'm coming to get some spicy tuna rolls tomorrow, Corn. <laughs> yes, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to be our tradition <clears throat> on the show. And what would you say is your favorite raid in Destiny? All the raids that um, came out. Relevant Machine. <laughs> Always been my top. Um, <laughs> I love that expansion. I lo- generally love that raid. Um, I, that's my most played raid. I, I shepherd a lot of people through it. And the soundtrack to it is amazing. I think like, the visually, too, that raid is yes. yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it is. The Death Zamboni. Yeah. How crazy was that? Oh my that? goodness. Oh my God. Like, that was so <laughs> insane. And like, I remember we went into it for the first time. We're like, what is this? Like, what are we doing right now? What the hell is going on? It was a lot of fun playing through yeah. that raid. And then when it broke through the wall and then you had to like get all the parts for it and everything and repair yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so <laughs> cool. I mean, very stressful at times because those captains yeah. would just like wipe you right off the edge. A lot of times. Oh, the ship? Uh, oh my goodness, the ship. Oh yeah, the ship, yep. <laughs> Take out the skiff's guns! <laughs> yeah, quick, please! <laughs> but no, that was crazy. Like, the just the general atmosphere when playing that with people was... Going down <laughs> into their chamber at the end when you fight access, yes. like going down that oh my gosh. stairs. That is the, so cool. The first time we did that and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like a Zelda temple. Like yeah. the entrance... And I was like, I can't, I love this too much. This is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's Vault of Glass. It, it's just so hard to beat that first raid, that experience of, yep. you know, being underleveled, not really knowing what you're doing. Blue um, weapons. <laughs> yeah, blue weapons, blue armor. Um, yeah. Uh, but we did it. <laughs> and it was great. Uh, I think my first few atheon beats were legit i actually <laughs> took i actually didn't know how to cheese him and like i had you know pickup groups that would get mad at me because i was a warlock and they're like you just throw the grenade at his feet and i'm like the fight's really not that hard i promise we can do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm sad in a way because when i started mainly playing destiny i actually missed like missed out on the whole like first kind of experience with vault so like mm. seeing people cheesing it or whatever, I never got to cheesing or... Atheon. Yeah. Cheesing the Templar. Yeah. Templar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that first raid was very cheesy, but it's I mean, done well or even done with cheese, it was always super fun. I love the music in it. Like the music is just oh, I love the Vex music. Like day one since i've heard it and like i heard like when you go into the mission on the winners uh what is it the strike called winners run and you fight the archon priest and you remember like me and corn used to go to the back of the ship and snipe with our icebreakers <laughs> and everything and the music that played during that was just so amazing like it had like a nine inch nails like 
sound to it a little bit, you know, mixed with like some other like, you know, industrial kind of rock and everything. It just, oh, so cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, my favorite raid is probably the Vault of Glass because it's the first raid we played, right? So it was that special moment in Destiny we where... We didn't know what raids were, you know? We, we heard it was going to take five, six up. hours, but we didn't exactly. quite know what it was going to be like until we actually went into it. And I still remember from that beginning section where you're just trying to shoot down those freaking Praetorians and they're just running at you. And you have to open up the Vault of Glass and the confluxes and everything about that raid was so special and so unique. And it will forever be my favorite raid. Although I think that Wrath of the Machine was amazing. It's one of my favorites, along with Crota's End, even though some people will say it's the shortest raid. Well, <laughs> I don't know anymore. It's a strike. We, yeah, right? <laughs> it's just a... It could be soloed. Well, strike. In, in the first couple of years, the first two years before they changed it, like it could be mm. soloed. So... I used to have a friend that would like he would do flawless uh reading because you had that achievement for it and he'd just be like okay just at the beginning i got this <laughs> yep did that during the lamps yeah. did that the at the throwaway. bridge <laughs> the throwaway. Yeah. oh my god the abyss yeah <laughs> it was so cool jumping down there for the first time though and like it being all dark and then when you came up yeah. the, the lights and just it's just <laughs> such a brooding atmosphere it was it was really cool though I remember making a run for that chest um, that could drop an exotic in Proto's End. I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh, but yeah. you just drop and try to avoid the thralls. And I know a bunch of my clan ended up getting up, ended up getting Galarhorn from that chest. Yeah, I know just someone like, too. You didn't even have to, you didn't have to do the full raid. Just like, just try to make it to that chest, please. You know what? It's, <laughs> it's funny you say that because that's exactly how I got my Galarhorn and it was seven o'clock in the morning like because reset was at a ridiculous time before so it was a tradition for oh, yeah. every every like friday or whatever the reset day was and i would go into the stills uh wait for the chest to spawn in the right place and then i would go in make the run and one day surely enough i get my gallerhorn and shadow price gets a call at 7 30 in the morning and i'm like Guess what I got? <laughs> and it took me like five months, six months of just grinding anything I could find to play to get that Gallarhorn. It was a very special moment. Yeah, I mean, I literally had to delete characters because I was, I was, I wanted to get the gun. I would, I mean, I wanted to get some good rocket launcher, and I, and I wasn't getting that one. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not getting that one. So let me at least try to get Hunger of Crota. Hunger of Crota, yes. Because I didn't have that either. It's like, oh, you need to try getting rocket launcher at Crota. So, <laughs> I did finally get mine the day after Valentine's Day, though, and it was at a Crota raid. Um, it was at the yeah, Crota when I got it. Bungie loves you. They really do. <laughs> Confirmed. Bungie love. <laughs> or they hated me because I got six troops before I got oh, it. No. It, <laughs> it took him like three runs of the last wish raid to get his 1K. Oh I was a little salty two. about that. Oh, was it two? I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, it was, wow. It was two. <laughs> you're, you're helping your case so much right now. So it took me two <laughs> runs to get it. It took me like 50. 
What can I say? I'm good at picking the chests. <laughs> if you if you're good at like you know like some sort of gambling RNG, like you know you go to a casino and you you bet on that certain thing on the roulette wheel, like black, red. You know they pick the right one. You call Shadow you know? Price. He'll gamble for you. You're going to be a millionaire. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, good luck, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies, if you can go on vacation anywhere in the world right now, where would you want to go and why? Uh, first thing that came to mind was Japan. Um, I've been there before, but it's still, it's such a fun place to visit that I would love to go again. Yeah, I want to go there just to ha try the sushi there. I want to see how amazing it is. Oh my god, is. it's amazing. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing. It's a <laughs> different experience for sure. But um, mm -hmm. there's just so much to see in that country. I mean, I only went to Tokyo. I, I was mostly in the Tokyo area. So there's still like a whole rest of the country for me to explore. And I'd like to be able to do that someday. I think for... For me, it's. I want to say the Maldives, even though that might be kind of a more common-ish answer now. But like, a one of my friends went like a while ago, like a couple of years ago, and like just the pictures and seeing how stunning it looks, and yeah, I think it'd be nice. Where was that again? I'm sorry. Maldives. Huh. I don't, where is that? Um, <laughs> me find out real quick. It's... So I totally agree about Japan because I am I'm a sushi fan. I'm a pretty big, I love sushi. Sushi is like one of my favorite food. And yeah, you I, got me hooked on it. So yeah, it's... that's, that's true. <laughs> we kind of keep each other in check. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm really fascinated with the Japanese culture just in general and watching different documentaries about Japan. Like it makes me want to go there and to see how the Japanese people live and to try the food and to go to different historic uh, landmarks. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to at one point to go to Japan. That's definitely on my to-do list. And that like adds something to that too like i would be interested to see what like the technology is like in japan too that intrigues me it's quite so high tech yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um i mean their public transport is great too granted i only went on the trains um during rush hour like once or twice so i not <laughs> experienced like full office rush hour but just the um the bullet trains to be able to go from one region to another in like the speed that the bullet trains go were so great like, i would love something like that in the states but you know infrastructure <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i would just like to experience it all like all the different um just the structures there too, like some of the, uh, you know, uh, some of the uh, temples and things like that that they have there, and just some like, yeah, the samurai like like things as well, and yeah, just there's so much cool, awesome culture in Japan. Uh, I just want to experience it all. 
you know what, guys? Fuck it. Let's go to Japan. Let's do it. <laughs> Instead of going to Japan. 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 <laughs> I'm convinced. You guys convinced me. I think they have a lot of gamers in Japan, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I got to go to Akihabara, which is kind of like Otaku Mecca. <laughs> it's like we're all, like, it's their electronic district. So I heard about you that. Know, lots of figures. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's, it, it was really fun. And if you look at Japanese Twitter, like there's some great artwork coming from like that section of Twitter. <laughs> and, um, I don't know if you've ever watched any of the Japanese trailers for Destiny, but Japanese shock sounds awesome. <laughs> I'll have to, to that check them out. That's cool. I'll have, yeah. I have sounds not. Awesome. I actually have kind of a funny story about uh, the Asian version of Destiny, not necessarily the Japanese version of Destiny, but um, mm -hmm. I, for some reason, we were we were trying to do something and we went on asian servers and then all of a sudden there was like this new character called yuma or yuka yuna it took me like it took me over a month to figure out what she actually was and and because once you go back into destiny on the na servers that character yeah, is still that. there on the menu on yeah, the director so i'm wondering yeah. like is this something from a future expansion that they accidentally put into my game so it took me a while to figure <laughs> out what that was but that, that was kind of yeah cool. i still have a yuna milestone in my na instance and I'm like i should really visit yuna like go back to asia and just visit her to clear this but it's just there <laughs> 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 I remember, like, because one of my friends, um, he plays or is, like, generally plays on the Asian servers. Do you, um, I don't know what, you know, Celery? The Celery explained to me what she yeah. serves uh -huh. as a vendor purpose. Yeah. I find it kind of intriguing. From, from what I hear, she is a vendor that sells exotic items through the floor. It's kind of like to rent, isn't it, for a certain amount of something? Something like that. But I believe they're not powerful drops, I think. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I think there's something different about microtransaction requirements in Asia that yeah. they were allowed to put or that they put Yuna in. Because even if you launch the game in Asia servers now, it's not called Destiny. It's called Destiny Guardians. Guardians. So yeah, just, that's right. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> there's like little tweaks here and there for destiny in asia you know if i could pay five ten bucks to get my Gallerhorn, that would like, change my life <laughs> oh my god i would do it imagine i would totally do it the amount of time that would save it. me oh, yeah. take my money please take my money <laughs> speaking of which mm -hmm. have you guys seen the new uh lore emote that came out mm -hmm. yes i'm so still debating cool. on whether or not i want to get it but let's be Same. honest, I'm probably going to cave. <laughs> yeah, I got a thousand silver uh, burning a hole in my pocket. So, yeah, I'll probably end up getting it. You never used the Forsaken silver? No, I haven't. <laughs> Neither. That's yeah. why I have a thousand. So yeah, awesome. might as well use it on that. See, mm -hmm. The lore book is amazing. Volume one. It's great to have like a physical version of this book because, you know, it's one thing to read it like on your phone or on your PC, but to have like a physical book with the lore and Book of Shadows is 
a great way to start because that was a, that was honestly what got me reading into the lore in the first place. So to have a physical book of that is exciting. And I'm really excited to see what volume three will have or volume I'm, two. Sorry. I'm excited to I was going to say I'm excited to actually get my little book because mine's with my other half in the US. So um, I'll get that soon. Yeah, he's bringing it over on Friday. I get to read it. <laughs> I can now be more lose my mind, maybe. <laughs> I've read the entire Grimoire anthology, the volume one, in like one sitting. And I kid you not, I literally oh sat goodness. here doing nothing but reading this thing the entire day. And I was like, wow, this is so amazing. It's really cool when you can get so much backstory and so much perspective from all the characters mm-hmm. that you played in Destiny 1 from like year one and two. And to hear the stories or to read about the stories in the game, the different characters in the game, uh, like the, what is what is his name? The Dredgen, Dredgen Yor. Very, very awesome read. And if you have not checked it out, do check out the Grimoire Anthology Volume 1. And I, I, I really want to get Volume 2, but I kind of have a slight dilemma that. And that is that they are charging like $12 for shipping. And I just, like I've done it before. I, it hurts. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, what's up with that? It. I know it doesn't cost you... to ship a book. You can always wait for, I know what some people did is they waited for it to be available on Amazon um, because they have Amazon prime and that way they don't have to pay the $12 shipping. Um, But I believe Amazon's version is going to be slightly different from what they sell in the bungee store in terms of, I think for volume one, for example, it's like leather bound and for the Amazon version, it's just a regular hardcover. I think you know what? I actually have a copy that I got from Amazon, and I'm pretty sure that was leather bound also. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so I'll just wait for it on Amazon. <laughs> and we'll be looking out for that. I actually did tweet out to the Bungie store asking them if it was going to be available on Amazon because you never know with Bungie now publishing their own game. You don't know what type of relationships they lost from a retail perspective. So um, I'm hoping it will be available on Amazon because two days, I get whatever I want, free shipping. It's a beautiful thing. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. But uh, that is a really cool uh, emote that you can get. Or not emote, I'm sorry, the emblem that you can get from the bungee stores. That. That's kind of encouraging me to get it, but at the same time, I know I'm going to cave in and get the collector's edition of Shadowkeep, so that's going to come with the emote, the emblem ready, so. That's going to be... Who else is getting to get the physical collector's edition besides uh, Cornholio? I'm probably the only one in the world. Oh, did you? Awesome. I pre-ordered it, it, but without the game code, because, you know, it's going to be on Steam, so... Same. Um yeah, I pre-ordered it the day they announced it. That's, That's awesome. Cool. You are hardcore and yes, I agree with you. I haven't pre-ordered yet because I did have to get the raid jacket and it was just I had to make a tough call. Do I want the raid jacket that's going to expire or do I want this collector's <laughs> edition? 
we're gonna get both i know it's gonna happen because i am just a sucker for everything destiny including all the funko pops that i'm looking at right now that i have i literally collected all of them and i don't even know what funko pops are honestly they're still in the box <laughs> but it says destiny there's cool characters on it so it's oh, cool. i hit mine i take mine out of the box um, I love uh, oh I think the only Destiny Funko Pop I have is Sweeperbot from last summer. That one's a good one and I have a couple of ghost figures. But yeah. <laughs> it's really exciting to add more. Yeah, that's actually an exclusive one that I want to say came out at a uh, convention. And it- Yeah, it was um during Comic-Con yes, last Comic-Con, year. Comic-Con, yes. But they had it available at like your local GameStop, so I was um, I rushed during like when they opened and they had a bunch, so that was nice. Very cool. Yeah, I think I got mine from GameStop too, and I just couldn't resist. Actually, I think the manager of the GameStop called me because he has my number in case anything Destiny comes up. He usually gives me a call to let me know, hey, you need to like make your way over to GameStop right now. So they. They're really cool. They take care of us at GameStop. So shout outs to GameStop. Uh, and that's really yeah. cool. That is awesome. And so to move to continue our discussion with the Guardians, do you ladies have any stories that you can share from your time in the Destiny community that was kind of special to you? Um, me personally, mine was getting to meet, I came at Annabelle at PAX uh, West last year. Um, and meeting a lot of others in the community as well, uh, like some of our other fellow admins. And then some in the community too. I just, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, PAX, PAX West was definitely very special last year, being able to meet like a lot of the team and... um getting to meet everybody and like i fortunately had to cut my convention like the conventions i could attend this year but pax west is like nope gotta do that (laughs) um but in terms of community stories i think one of the nicest things off the top of my head that happened recently was when we changed over our server icon for pride month i don't know if you saw that um but we changed our icon for to a rainbow one for pride to celebrate um you know our guardians that are in the lgbt plus community and destiny itself has a lot of lgbt plus characters which i've always loved about destiny and just you know i mean of course we got you know you get some haters and that's fine we're used to that but just to see the guardians that really appreciated that um it felt really nice it's it's feels like a little gesture to just okay just changing a server icon but for people to come up to us and be like i really appreciate that uh, and i feel really included into this community and there are people that normally didn't really talk that much in the server but just that one little change like got them to start talking a lot more and i thought that was a really cool moment yeah that's really awesome yeah and i know that uh Bungie is a pretty big supporter of the uh, uh, LGBT community, and they were participating in a Pride uh, Parade 
I did see their pictures on Twitter and it looks super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Bungie is one of the most inclusive uh, companies out there. They, they really bring all of their players together and they welcome everybody. And I think destiny is one of those games that's accepting and welcoming of everyone. And that's, that's what makes the game so special that you know, whether you're a male, female, gay, straight, you know, from whatever country you may be from, whether you're from Japan or whether you're from the States or whether you're from Nebraska or anywhere in the world, I think that there are people out there who just love Destiny. Like, I could literally go into a gas station and just because I have a Destiny shirt, someone's going to say something and approach me and be like, Hey, so you played destiny. And it's, it's so cool how rich the community is with so much diversity and so many great individuals. That's true. And the thing you say about Bungie studios being so supportive of the community, I think it trickles down into the destiny community itself. Um, I mentioned um, earlier that Destiny, I don't know if I remember if I mentioned it, but Destiny was my first FPS. And traditionally, FPS communities are not very friendly to women. But somehow, you know, here you have two women on an admin team for one of the largest Destiny communities. That doesn't happen very often. And for us to have this, I think it is reflective of Bungie as a studio making a game that is very inclusive. <laughs> yeah. I've always appreciated Bungie for that. It's the most social game I've ever played. <clears throat> like just being able to talk with people and just uh, play raids and everything with everybody and just get together <laughs> and just do whatever. And you know, talk about whatever, you know, it's just, you just meet so many people, so many walks of life. Yeah. You know? And it's great. Everybody's just a guardian. Like you mentioned, just going somewhere and someone pointing out your destiny shirt and like, Hey, that's cool. Or like, I went to the bank and to talk about getting a car loan. And he's like, is that a destiny sweater? I'm like, yeah, it's from the Valentine's event. <laughs> just like little <laughs> things like that. It's fun. It's fun being able to connect with guardians on, you know, any level. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I really wish I can go to uh, PAX West some someday because I know that Bungie is there. They usually attend every year, and it's so cool uh-huh. to get a chance to see what's coming out in, in in the game and to be able to hang out with the developers. And we haven't yet had a chance to meet any of the devs, but hopefully soon. You did meet Cosmo. You did meet Cosmo, that's right. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Guardian Con because Guardian Con... Is it happening right now or is it just about to begin? I think it's just about it's to just start. about to begin. I think people are flying in. Okay. Um, but I believe it's yeah. July. Deidre Cosmo been tweeting all day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and shout outs to all the guardians who are attending Guardian Con this year. We hope you have a safe trip to the event and we hope you all have a blast representing our community and uh yeah i'd love to go to guardian con unfortunately this year we can't make it but next year you better believe we're going to guardian con we're gonna make it happen 
that's exciting. I wanted to go this year, but uh, some things got in the way and I wasn't able to. But um, you know what? I'm okay staying in air conditioning, um, not human. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that's always made me kind of hesitant about going to Guardian Con is it's in the middle of summer and oh, middle of July yeah. in Florida. <laughs> so, but it's in a convention center. And let's hope that everybody enjoys that air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've, they've definitely upgraded from uh, the, the few years ago. From a little bar. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And big congrats to Broman and Gedalion who put together such an awesome event. And it brings the Destiny community together in a way that no other place has done before. So it's really awesome to see the community come together. I know that uh, the big shows Gearbox going to is going to be there too. Gearbox is going well. to be there, and they want they want to show off their new game. They want to show off Borderlands mm -hmm. that's coming out. So yeah, and the big show is going yeah. to be there. Um, Giving out the belts for the yeah the world's the, first. Yeah, <laughs> that's really awesome. They're actually yeah. they're actually giving away championship belts. Like, how cool is that? That is super cool. I love the the incentives that they've done for people to get the raid done. Just from, I mean, the championship belts are really cool, and yeah, the raid jackets. Like <laughs> yeah. Although I am curious how many people will try to wear their Scourge of the Past raid jackets down a Guardian Con, because <laughs> those jackets are really thick. It's really nice and warm, and Florida is also very nice and warm this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. I would totally wear that raid jacket. If I had a raid jacket, I would rock that all weekend. I don't care how hot it is. I would suffer through it. It it it, it would be worth it. <laughs> Just make sure you get it dry cleaned after because you'll be sweating right <laughs> Yeah, you'll be sweating. <laughs> right. So before we ask our final question for our discussion with the Guardians, if anyone in chat wants to ask a question for our audience, please type it in the chat and we'll make sure to pick out some questions before we move on to our next segment. And thank you so much for being on with us. We really appreciate you guys. So before we continue our conversation about destiny, I do want to ask of our guests, where do you see yourself in five years? Such a tough question. <laughs> totally is. Um, um, I think I see myself settle, um, settled down with my family um, in the next five years. And I'd love to still be, I still see myself involved in the community. Um, it's been great. I mean, how old is Destiny now? And But I'd love to see where this game and this community goes in the next five years. And I'd still like to be on that journey in five years. I agree with that too. I think another point personally for me is like potentially moving to the US and kind of experiencing US culture. That would be, that'd be a crazy journey. But then also, um, same thing with Annabella's being still involved with this community as is right now. Seeing how, how what it would be like in five years. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. Yeah, that destiny will be in year 10 in five years. So, yeah. Yeah, just thinking of how far we've come since like five years ago and to go from that to where we are now, yeah. it's exciting to think about 
where this game could be in the next five years. Yeah, because what other game do you play for five years? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like <laughs> I, I it's can't yeah. think of one. <laughs> it's crazy too. Well, there are players that have played like World of Warcraft, I think, for longer than that. But World of Warcraft kind of revolutionized the MMO genre, and I think that's what Destiny did for the looter shooter genre. Because before Destiny, there was Borderlands, maybe, and then anything remotely loot like that came after destiny became labeled as a destiny clone or a destiny killer or a destiny wannabe so but now it's now it's a genre and Mm -hmm. it's exciting to see where this genre and where this game goes i think we got a few questions here we do we do have a few questions from our Mm -hmm. awesome community and thank you very much for your questions in chat and clarky wants to know you have a one-minute interview with Luke Smith and Mark Noseworthy. What question do you ask them? That's a great question. Thank you for your question. It's such a tough one, too. That is a great question. That's a hot spot, Clarky. Hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a hot seat right there. Um, hmm. One minute, huh? I, I got one. Um, <laughs> What was what was your inspiration for the Vault of Glass? True, true. I have one too. If you can envision a Destiny three, what would it be like, and why? And you can't dodge the question; you have to answer it. <laughs> Repeat that one more time. If you could envision. A Destiny 3, what would it look like? What would it have? If they're not allowed to dodge the questions, I'd ask about trials. (laughs) Just (laughs) just to help the community out. And it's such a hot topic. Yeah, seasick nerfs already. (laughs) Kind of joke. It's just, there's so much (laughs) of the community that wants it. And I... I'm really curious as to what they mean by, you know, readjusting the foundation to bring back trials. I am really, really curious to see how they adjust the foundation of PVP to improve on trials. Because if if it's big enough to delay trials, um, maybe that would be my question. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> that's honestly what I'm hoping for, but I too scared to bring my expectations up that high because then I would just be let down. So I guess in addition, as a follow-up to the trials question, it's exploring more of what their plans are for PVP and how they plan on changing it. We're like more of a little like quacky one, but like, I guess maybe it'd be like, where is the seventh chest? Where is the seventh chest? chest. Yeah. Where's the fifteenth wish? Is it a- <laughs> oh my that oh my goodness. It's oh that's where the fifteenth wish is. It's in the seventh chest. Yeah. There we go. It's in the seventh <laughs> chest, so. Confirmed. We have another question from Sicknarf, and Sicknarf wants to know what is your main? Intermessaries. Hunter. Yep. Same. <laughs> Hunter Master Race. See, I know that's 
Yeah. See, I know that's a trick question for me because I main both Titan and Warlock. And every time like I'm put on the spot, I don't know how to answer that question because I play both equally. <laughs> um, I, my very first character was a Warlock and I'm really sad to be leaving her behind in cross save because she's been with me since Destiny 1. Um, but I love punching as a Titan. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, warlocks are super valuable right now with their wells. And, uh, oh my god! So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say a real quick side note. That warlock thing just reminded me. You know, Annabelle, the first time that we got our warlocks together. Oh my god! Yes, that's hilarious. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> so I don't know what how, we were playing together, and we found out that my Annabelle's warlocks are literally the exact same, and we'd never. Like interacted like prior in like with our warlocks together prior to that. Yeah, they have yeah, the same hairstyle and everything. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Our first time playing together was I think during the April update of Rise mm -hmm. of Iron. But you know we both had these characters for a long time, and the first time mm -hmm. we went to the tower with both of our helmets off, we're like, oh my god. <laughs> Let me guess, Awoken. You were guys Awoken? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the awoken. Gotta be an awoken warlock. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's that's the way to go. Yeah, that's how mine was too. Um, I just I don't know. It just I I felt like that definitely fit the warlock the best. It was the best look for the warlock and everything. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think we had one more question from Doc Red. How fast can you talk? <laughs> Very. <laughs> Uh, it depends on how much coffee I've had. Yeah, that's a good that's a good answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't talk that fast. That's why our podcast length is averaging out at about three hours. So, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so true. <laughs> yeah, we we like to talk a lot. <clears throat> Well, it's been great talking to you guys. Yes. Yeah, it's been Likewise. a blast hanging out. And I can't, I still can't believe we have a live audience. That's really insane. Thank you guys so much for tuning in live on the podcast. And we appreciate your follows. Thank you so much for that. We love you guys. Yes, I agree with you, Clarky. Direct proportional relationship between coffee consuming talk speed. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's awesome. Well, so if we do not have any more questions, we're going to continue the podcast with our community discussion. And we're going to talk about communities and destiny. And it's a fitting conversation to have with the two ladies that run one of the largest Destiny 2 communities on the web. And first up, I'd like to talk a little bit about how the Destiny Reddit community has evolved over the years since you guys were part of the community for quite some time now, since the very beginning almost, right? So, uh, yeah, um, I think I mostly got involved in the community side more as like Discord was taking off. Um, but just like watching Reddit grow, I think Reddit just, I mean, Cosmo came from Reddit, you know, yeah. and that's, I think really cool for, for Bungie to pull from the community like that. And I think, um, Cosmo has been great at, you know, making himself accessible on Reddit and, you know, 
the community managers, all of them are also pretty interactive on Twitter, which I love. <laughs> I love that DM, yeah. like DMG's Twitter timeline is just basically bread. 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 Yeah. Get the bread. <laughs> <laughs> I get a little hungry. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's get great. some baguettes, yeah. uh, some. Uh... <laughs> now, have any of you met Cosmo? Yes. 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 Yeah, we've met. Um, we got to meet all of the community managers at PAX West last year, and they were great. It was it was really great being able to interact with them in person, and you know, talk to them about community. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was that's amazing. really awesome. And we got we went and had a little bungee tour as well, so we met Cosmo there too. Yeah, Cosmo was very generous and gave us a yeah. tour of the Bungie Studios, and that was um, that was a really that's cool amazing. experience. That's awesome. That's where the magic happens. Wow! Yeah. So, <laughs> how studios. was that? That's that's amazing. I wish I knew about this beforehand. Wow! So, how is it like going to the Bungie Studio, especially being such big fans of the game? Like, what's it like that you can tell us without breaking any kind of NDA? <laughs> There's, mm, there's not really much we can say about obviously what happens inside, but it was very exciting from a fan kind of point of view, and also seeing what happens behind the scenes as well, and getting more, and just learning. Yeah, because some of the behind the scenes things they they do the mocap there and everything too, like from what you can see and everything. So yeah, it's pretty and cool. it's great just seeing everybody working. Um, yeah. on, you know, your favorite game. And one of the cool things that, um, someone mentioned that was a little bit different with this, with their latest stream in Vidoc is how open it is. Um, they show the offices, they show the kitchen and yeah, yeah, yeah. it, you know, it feels like you're in the studio watching that Vidoc. And I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're missing the kitchen and the Vidoc and being, oh, we saw that. <laughs> Yeah, the kitchen, seeing the kitchen was really cool. <laughs> so what's it like That's hanging awesome. out with the community managers and getting them? Are they the same way um, in person as they are during their videos and interviews and yeah. the, their tweets, I guess, in some way? Because that does show some of their <laughs> personality as well. With what like what Doc's saying in chat, with the, like, the community leader chat that we had with Deej at PAX, like they are they are themselves, I think. I guess what you see is what you get and what you you know, when you speak to them that, that was amazing. And like speaking to them at Pax West, you know, about the Discord and, you know, generally about the community, it's actually really um I'm trying to think of the word, very interesting. Um I think the coolest thing about being able to talk to them in person is um you're right, what you see on, you know, social media and them on Vidocs that is them. There's no like first facade of like, this is my, this is my stream personality and this is my off stream personality. No, that's, they're very down to earth. It's great talking to them. And the nice thing about talking to them in person is you're not limited to 140 characters or 280 <laughs> or whatever Twitter is now. Um, and, and it's really admirable to see how passionate they are about their jobs. I was going to say that yeah. even just like just an outsider, just uh, looking in from, you know, seeing all the different events and things like they go to, like I said, I've met Cosmo uh-huh, and everything, uh-huh. just being down there and um, just, yeah, they're, they're super passionate when they were on the guardian con stream, like, a oh my goodness, ago, yeah. and like, 
it was it was great just seeing their personalities. Pete Parsons sitting down there with Luke Smith, and yeah. you know, it's uh, indeed reading from the from the little children's book. Oh my book god, the Lord, yeah, everything too. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Like, I mean, it was their personalities. They just they they show through, it and it's like they are super passionate about it, and they they really do love this game and love the community. Yeah. And it's, it's so nice to see that. And so I guess in a way, like kind of refreshing to see that, you know, when you meet them, you're literally meeting the same people that you watch or, you know, on the Vida, all of that stuff. And you can tell during the Vidox how passionate the developers are about yeah. the game and making a video game that we can all enjoy playing. And you could tell, especially during that reveal, that first Vidoc when Luke Smith and Mark Noseworthy Used a new bungee that's on their own and all of the changes they're introducing there was this kind of a human touch to watching them talk and you could tell they were a little bit nervous at the same time <laughs> but that's kind of showing their human side and showing that they do care about the most money but building something that we can be proud of and that we can all enjoy playing together Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really awesome to I can't I can't wait for Shadowkeep. Like I, I just can't wait to get in there and like play with my guardian again with all the new like MMO uh aspects that they're introducing the game and RPG elements and all the new mods and the the, the artifacts that they're bringing back and you know how are are we going to see differences in the subclasses are they going to change like I mean, are, are they going to, are we going to have more skill tree involvement with them? You know, we'll be able to tweak them more. Like, Bring Sofres back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bones of Ao, please and thank you. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I wouldn't say no to Icebreaker either. The Icebreaker was a pretty awesome gun, although I think it would be a yeah. little too broken for the game to bring back <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you had to pick between icebreaker being brought back or galarhorn which one would you pick mm. galarhorn okay mm. i had uh, so tough because i love both guns so much <laughs> but um <laughs> mm, man um reluctantly i'm gonna have to say icebreaker <laughs> reluctantly <laughs> because I think Icebreaker is the was the most fun during like strikes and um really anything we were playing like I remember me and Shadow Price I mean we would go into a nightfall and like the boss was so so tough and we would just have to like hide where the ass can get to you and, right and, go and on the cliff yeah. and just snipe <laughs> where that's, nobody that's can how I you. beat Templar the yeah. first time. <laughs> it's yep. like that little perch and icebreaker. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's up top, and the person down there with the relic is just running around and and then dropping yeah. the shield, and then everybody's shooting their icebreakers from up top. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would have to say icebreaker, but uh, very Gallarhorn is a very close second. I I did enjoy the Gallarhorn based on how it looked and based on how it behaved although it was not fun when you were trying to get into a raid and you didn't have a Gallarhorn. they're like you don't have a Gallarhorn? oh my goodness um i'm sorry dude we're, we're full. We, we, we can't let you in i'm sorry you don't have the loadout appropriate for this activity 
What? I love you got a one-way ticket? <laughs> you got a one-way ticket out of here. <laughs> Do you know what I love? I love how the community's kind of put that into like this now that every time you want to joke about LFG, you joke with like, oh, I must have Galahorn. Like, yeah. must have 80 clears. Yeah. Those are those are the LFG groups you want to join now. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> back in the day, those are the LFG groups you wanted to avoid, but now it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll join the, the group that requires Galahorn. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So going back to our community discussion, what would you say are some of the challenges that you had faced with running such a large Destiny community? I think by nature of it being a large community attracts trolls a little bit easier. Um, but I think that's kind of on par for the course in terms of running a community. Um, I think people also want to be, to continue being part of the community, even if they were removed from it. I think Justine and I were talking about this earlier and people who try to ban evade can get yeah. a little tricky. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> that and I guess kind of also in a way of not like learning or trying to please everyone, but knowing what's best for the majority of your community and knowing that, you know, sometimes if you change something, is it for the better part of the community or, you know, is it the wrong Thing. Or do you do that by trial and error? That's a very big thing too. Yeah, because as much as um, you want to be receptive to the community and you want to show that, yes, we're open to suggestions, you also have to, you know, set up your own boundaries to make sure that, you know, it's manageable for the mod team to like, okay, that is a great idea, but realistically, can we implement it well? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to end up being so you know, labor intensive, that it's going to be detrimental to the mod team, like little things here and there that, um, end up being a factor in, you know, running this community. That makes sense. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Now, how has technology impacted your ability to grow and maintain your communities? Uh, I'm excited with the features that discord's been rolling out um Same. we were recently added to server discovery and we've seen like a little we've we've seen a little bit of growth from that and that's pretty exciting um doc Reddy's in the chat right now has been you know building bots for the discord server um along with some other bot developers and that's been <laughs> insanely useful so Honestly, um, I don't I love know. It. <laughs> oh my goodness, how how would we manage without bots? Like sometimes I, it's crazy to think about. What I love are um, when platforms work with communities to help make the community better. Um, we're constantly talking to people on the Discord team um, and saying, and you know, being able to discuss like, oh this is a cool feature and I think this would be really useful. Um, and I just, I think having those resources has been really, really helpful for us as a team. 
I agree with that too. And then even just the like prospect of like future things that could come out of technology that could help benefit the community or help out is also kind of an intriguing and thing to think about too. Yeah, I think Discord is doing some really incredible things with their integrations and the features that we're able to have yeah. now, like uh, even things like Charlemagne, where you can now have so many functionalities from the game in your communities, in, in live chat interactions, whether you have a voice chat, yeah. text chat. I think that Discord is such a versatile system and it's it's incredible how far we've come since relying on something like Skype or <laughs> AOL Instant Messenger, if you remember yeah. that from back in the day. So it's it's incredible. And now you can have all these different bots that just work, like a jukebox, or you can put in a keyword and it'll tell you what weekly activities are happening in Destiny and just so many things that now are possible that just seem kind of out of reach even three four or five years ago and if you like charlemagne i think is quite essential to like a community so i think uh, it's it's nice to use in terms of you like clans for example like my clan loves to use charlemagne you know you've got the next like god roll weapon and you want to show it off or like that's i love charlemagne it's it's an amazing feature it's come out of technology and then within the community as well absolutely and what functions that we maybe don't have in Discord technologically yet would you like to see get introduced and made by awesome developers that are building bots for Discord in different communities? Hmm. Hmm. That's a hard one. Um, that's an interesting question, considering <laughs> that um, Discord just had their hack week. Um, and I believe they just released the results of their hack week, but there are some creative uses of bots out there. And what I'd like to see, um, hmm. and I think I've seen, I saw a little bit of this in some of the hack week submissions was a way to kind of monitor voice. I think that would be a dream bot function because right now, you know, someone can report someone and you know unless you catch it in the act it's a little bit hard to monitor what's going on in a lot of the voice channels so that would be my that's, dream that's a great point yeah kind of yeah but then there comes the downside of having to listen to voice channels too <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually signarf one of our live listeners had a recommendation that we get an overlay for destiny in discord how cool would that be that would be such a such a cool function where you can manage your vault inside of discord or oh even mm -hmm. what they did with borderlands where you can literally interact with your community through twitch and I... you can allow your audience to yeah. be a part of the game to to allow you allow them to pick what weapons you use and what loadouts you have. I'm, I'm really excited to see what the development community is able to come up with for different platforms, like even Twitch, for example. 
That's another good point is that's what I would love to see, not necessarily from a bot perspective, but I would love to see um, Destiny enable rich presence so that we can, it integrates with Discord a lot more. I just, just even being able to see the Discord overlay when you're playing, that's like a dream function I'd like to see in an update. That'd be cool. I've never thought of that before which yeah that would be yeah because games with rich presence you can see like i'd love to be able to see that someone's playing destiny 2 in a strike yeah join the strike <laughs> that would be cool or like yeah, imagine imagine if you can join from yeah. discord that would be amazing yeah, but... do you guys see that integration like happening down the road potentially um, i would i would love to see it um but i think I don't know. It, it depends on how they implement anti-cheat, because I think right now the reason there is no Discord overlay is because of the anti-cheat functions, and I don't know if that's going to change with the move over to Steam. The Steam, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But if it does, I would just, I'd love to have it. I hope, I, I really hope that's something Bungie would be willing to get on board with. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any individuals that you think are special people who make the community better? And who are they and why would you say they are deserving of that title? Um, for me personally, I'm not sure if he is um, in the audience right now, but one of our mods, uh, Ruli, he's also a subreddit mod, um, has been great and has given us plenty of great advice as he's also in the gaming industry. So being able to translate, you know, being able to be a bridge of sorts between, you know, homegrown communities and the, uh, you know, communicating within the industry has been great and, you know, kind of taking ideas from both and translating them and adapting them as to what's needed. Um, I think we, I, he's contributed a lot for us. Yeah, um, yes. Like Doc Red saying in the audience, the third party dev community has also, I, I think is also slightly un underappreciated. We talked about Charlemagne. Um, like I can't imagine destiny without dim. Yeah. For example. <laughs> oh my God, same. Um, yeah, same. <laughs> um, like there was someone that was new to destiny and they were like, hold on, I have to go to the tower to get this gun. And I'm like, excuse me. You change their life and be like, here's Dim. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, I really appreciate, you know, what people have worked towards, um, in terms of making, the gaming experience better for everybody and also props to Bungie for having a robust API system that lets us have dim and Ishtar and all of these other apps that make our game so much better. Um, that's another thing that I feel so spoiled when I hop onto other loot games or other looter shooter games, I'm like where's the dim equivalent for this? <laughs> and there is none. Yeah. And that's what always brings us back. Like, you know, it's just, yeah. The, the tight shooting mechanics and then just the the quality of life things that we have 
in the game. So. Yeah. And that's no. Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got to control the beast. Rocky has uh, made itself, his presence known. (laughs) Uh, That's a great point, though, in terms of, like, the whole, this is what draws you back, potentially. Because, like, I'll try and take a break or a little bit from Destiny to focus on, like, other games or whatever, and I always find myself coming back. And, like, it's always got a hook in me. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's. It seems like it's always. It's been that way since Destiny One. Like, yeah. I have so many games, like on so many other systems, and everything too. And it's like I want to play those games. I really do. <laughs> but it's hard to like manage that schedule and everything, yeah, and then fit 100%. Destiny too. So it's like literally have to make a spreadsheet now of how I want to <laughs> divide my time as those time other games. management. <laughs> Oh, I just also find it interesting that on the flip side, when you do manage to take a break from Destiny, I think that's also healthy to be able to take a break. And yeah. then when you do come back, like it feels like just coming back home. Yeah, exactly. you're not, yeah. you don't miss out too much. Yeah, yeah, and that's the one thing I've always appreciated about Destiny. Because so yeah. many of the games you can go and take a break from, and you come back and you feel lost. Mm-hmm. But Destiny, no, you come back and you like, mm, might have missed out on like this quest here and there or whatever but yeah that's you a can good always point. catch up yeah you can always catch point. up and there's always that familiar feeling when launching yeah. a game yeah it's interesting but when that music <laughs> yeah go ahead i was gonna say you know like when you load up destiny and that music starts playing you're like oh there are missing like feelings yeah great yeah I do wish they would change the startup screen, though, because ever since we got that purple Forsaken startup screen, the gray one, the white one is just black. <laughs> I just want it all purple. That would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope they do change it. I'm sure they will. They change it up with Shadow Key, but I can't wait yeah. to hear how that music and that title screen is going to look like. That is always exciting when yes. you know something good is coming up. And it's like, ooh, new music, new title screen. What mm-hmm. is this? And it just it, it feels like Christmas morning when you get yeah when the Tekken King when it first came out and you got that like yeah (laughs) oh man you want to be like that's such a a thing that I love about like Destiny is the soundtrack because they always do an amazing job yeah yeah I was yeah I think the music the music in Destiny is some of the best in any video yeah. game, I think they set the mood for what you're playing in the most perfect way. I think Michael Salvatore and, um, of course, Marty O'Donnell mm-hmm. back in Destiny 1. I think they did such an amazing job with with the music in the game, whether it's with Music of the Spheres or the original Destiny soundtrack or any of the other ones that came out afterwards. I'm such a big fan of the music in Destiny, and it's, to this day, my favorite music yeah. in video games. And Marty O'Donnell is my favorite composer to this day. It's amazing, because it just reminds me of, like, you know, the Regicide music mission? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll listen yeah, to that Regicide, every so often yes. and be like, you know, when you listen to that, it's like, oh, hits you pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really sets the stage. Do you guys have a favorite song in Destiny? Um, The one I will see... 
besides like Bridgestone or whatever, um, I've got a couple actually, maybe like split into different parts. It's like Regicide for Taking King and then Rise of Iron would be, you know, the Axis Phase 2 oh, music? Oh my god, yeah, that, that's my <laughs> yes. thing oh, for that's I love so that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's really good. And then good. lastly, I think Gunslinger from this, uh, from Forsaken is one of my favorites. For me personally, I think it'd be the Crota music. I just love how they tie music into the game mechanics. When you get the um, grab the sword. Yep, when you grab the sword. <laughs> yeah, and then I forever right. associate that like sound with like five gallon horns going off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Rockets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's just I love that. Um I love the little touches to music that they have here and there. Yeah, just a musical cue for like a game mechanic yeah. and everything is really cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm I love the Vex like music like so from uh, Destiny One. So I would like to say the music in the Nexus Strike and also in Vault of Glass music there and everything too. And I really honorable mention uh, two of them, one for uh, the Last Array. I, I love that arrangement too that's a really good song and uh the suffix uh perfected one the suffix redux oh yeah yeah everything yeah so. it's also a bit silly but i think the cabal theme for me is also a bit of a runner-up <laughs> just because it's so iconic and it cabal fits stomp, them so yeah. well yeah it just, <laughs> it's just it's just you hear that it's like oh it's time for the little <laughs> for the big the rhino people here. are coming because yep. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> On their side to that too, I remember the first time that we, you know, in Last Wish when you go to the vault encounter and that music for oh, that last run that you yes. do on it, yes. that Epic. it sets them, uh, there's nothing else yeah. like it, I don't think. Yeah, just a little touches. It is so perfect. Yeah. And I think to this day, the Cabal Stomp music is very reminiscent of farming glimmer on the exclusion zone <laughs> so if there's any guardians who have been playing since destiny one trying to farm glimmer right before iron banners over so you can buy all of those <laughs> weapons and armor pieces man it took some grinding and i i've had many many late nights playing destiny farming for glimmer because i was just really short on glimmer and now we're back to farming glimmer so we can open those bar- those barge <laughs> chests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, right. Well, they're the first thing we now spider. So. Oh, that's true. Or go see the spider, depending on the day yeah. of the week. Some days are more generous yeah. than others. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always if in there. You pay your cards, right? Yeah. Sword. Legendary shards for glimmer. Yep. I got like over 4,000. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. Those are the best. Yeah. <laughs> I go there every so often and just, you know, when he's selling materials for a shards, and I'm like, okay, let's stock up before he changes it over real quick. Yeah, it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to see how the economy is going to change. Uh, not only yeah. the economy, but how the leveling is going to change in Shadowkeep and everything. Because I, I think it will. It's just, um, I'm interested to see if Bungie's going to do like a, another, like a live stream or something before. Like, yeah, uh, I just assume so. Yeah, it'd be nice. Okay, so they have a stream so coming Doc up in chat. Doc in chat had a great mm-hmm. question. Who participated in the loot cave <laughs> oh, in yeah. Destiny One? 
and Skywatch. Um, I mean, who was there? I was there, but I honestly did not get the appeal. Like, I, I started shooting things. I'm like, okay, this is boring. I don't get it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I didn't get any good loot from it. Well, you didn't enjoy turning um, your purple and getting like a green and stuff. Or blue. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. we <laughs> were talking about this. Days. We were talking about this the other day. Like, if you would hand like an exotic into like Rahul. And it come out with like a purple, and you'd be like, "Oh, I just got ripped off." <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that did happen as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, me for the loot cave. I my first time there was when it was uh, was it Age of Triumph or it was one of the Triumph things to go and visit. That's the first, I think. Um, <laughs> oh, and they, they had the memorial. Yeah, the remains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to disturb the remains. Yeah. yeah. About not a, a thousand deaths, or not enough for. Master Owl. For Master Owl, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That was a really nice look. Goes back to little details that Destiny embraces and puts into the game to celebrate its community and everything that made it special, including that loot cave. I mean, I was guilty of farming it. I farmed the crap out of it i've spent weekends just farming trying to get my legendary shard so i can get or legendary engram so i can get something cool and oftentimes i would just keep grinding but that's kind of what makes destiny special right like farming the omnigal strike oh my goodness. i don't know if you yeah. guys remember that i, but <laughs> I mean i getting that perfect grasp of malik with Headseeker and uh what's that other glass half full uh glass half full mm -hmm. thank you that was Really fun times, man. I, I wish so you get that, uh, that. that crispy stability. Yeah, I, I wish we had those special moments back in the game, like the Omnigal strike. Well, Omnigal is really coming cool. back if maybe you didn't yeah, see the trailer. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll see a reprised Omnigal strike come <laughs> back. That would be. Epic. I love the little, just in general, the Easter eggs of this game, and the like, little nods to things like the loot cave and that. It's, yeah. it's nice to see. <laughs> like during the zero hour mission, the thing with the card keys, that's um, yeah. was inspired from Metal Gear Solid and everything. Was it? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, but yeah. it makes Together. so much sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. And go crawl, crawl onto the elevator shafts and everything too, just like in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I should put Metal Gear music on next time I do a zero hour. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, that's one of my favorite soundtracks right there. That's for my favorite game. That is my favorite game of all time is Metal Gear Solid. <clears throat> a little side note too, to the whole like Omnigal and Easter kind of thing. Do you remember, do you ever remember if you first like started playing Destiny 2 and you would run through, I think it was Titan? Oh yeah, and Titan. When you hear the little screeching, you like, oh, is that Omnigal? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and then the yeah. ghost is like, slightly traumatized. what was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those were some really awesome moments in Destiny. Mm -hmm. So to continue our community discussion, we have two more questions mm -hmm. in this segment. And the first one is, how will cross-save and the free-to-play Destiny model impact our Destiny community? I think really, really positively. In different ways, so like, for example, with cross-save, you know, you can now, people that may not have wanted to switch, you know, from console to PC and restart, 
they can now just move their console character or use that onto like PC or, or whatever you know platform that they want to go and they're not in a way limited to who they can play with as long as they've got I guess like a resource or whatever and then the other side of that is Destiny being free to play will be interesting to see who that brings in um, and I think it's a nice thing because I've had a couple of friends saying oh like I might I want to try Destiny but you know I don't want to pay for it straight away because I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to like it yeah yeah I think it's super smart with them doing that yeah. You know, it's like it's it's going to bring so many new people into yeah. the game and they're not going to have to like grind, 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 grind no, that's to true. Like get yeah. to power and everything. And if they I'm like little... what they're playing, they can just buy Shadowkeep and they're going to be right yeah. with everybody else. Yeah, I'm a little mm-hmm. envious because they get to play that first mission of Destiny again and then yeah. obviously go. We're, like... we'll be, I think they said everybody will be able to do that. Like too, I don't know how oh, that's true. we will, but um, I'm mm. sure it'd be nice if they gave us a, like a fourth character slot. Like that would, yeah. that would be kind of cool. Yeah, use this. Yeah, <laughs> like a special, really nice. yeah, a special cross save slot. Yeah. I'm really excited for cross save um, coming because I see in chat Clark he's saying that you know it'll bring everyone together, and I think that's the most exciting part of crossplay yeah. is being able to play with your friends regardless of what platform you're on. You know, whenever people have asked me like, "Oh, should I get Destiny on PlayStation or PC or Xbox?" I'm like, "Where are your friends? Go where your friends are, mm-hmm. because if you're, you know, gonna, you know, if you only if you're gonna get it on PC, but your friends are on PlayStation." it's it's not as fun so for everyone to be able to play together i think it'll be really good for the destiny community and it'll be really exciting for everybody because there's a lot like a lot of on my team we play on all different platforms too and it'd be nice to interact with some of them that i wouldn't uh be able to prior yes there's so many people because now i've got been spoiled by pc I'm a bit like, mm, I kind of don't want to go back to console. So it's just, it would just be nice to finally play with people that I've known for years, but they just, they don't, for example, like play on PC or whatever. Yeah. And they asked them uh, questions about crossplay on that, uh, that live stream a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, they said, I mean, I don't, I can't remember exactly what they said. But they didn't say no or anything like that. They said exactly. They yeah. didn't say no. That was what stuck out. Yeah. Is that cross save is our priority right now? Right. But they That's... didn't say no to cross play. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be amazing. I think that will come next year, like when with the new generation of consoles. And mm-hmm. That would I would love that, and I love that gaming as a whole is trending towards cross play. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just being able to play with your friends regardless of what platform they're on and we've just come so far from console wars of the 90s yeah, <laughs> to yeah. go from like no xbox is better no playstation is better to go from that to like i just want to play with my friends man <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i love it yeah yeah i totally agree like even though playstation was stubborn like they gave in at the last. It, they were, yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, yeah, and was... I'm glad they gave in. Yeah. I hope overall, the trend continues that way. Mm-hmm. And I, 
And I was telling yeah, Cornholio, I, I think you guys about, are absolutely remember right. when we talked about <laughs> Call of Duty, like going crossplay, like the the new Call of Duty. And I was like, once that domino fell, I was like, I'm, you watch Destiny will be the next one to not maybe not crossplay, but I think we'll get cross save. And sure enough, a week later, <laughs> we and got sure it. Enough, you called it, later, right? <laughs> you got it. Our wish has come true. And yeah, I think that the natural progression would be for Bungie to implement crossplay in the future. And if there are barriers that exist currently, like for examples, consoles running in 30 frames, PC running at whatever frames you can push through the hardware, I think that it's, it's going to create less of a disparity going into the future where technology becomes less limiting and more accommodating to players and how they want to play the game so that's going to be really exciting and also i think games like rocket league and fortnite they did something very substantial for the gating community as a whole because that gave these game publishers and um uh, the platform uh, uh companies it gave them a sign that we want crossplay. We care about playing with our friends and we don't want to be limited by business deals that somebody decided to cut because they think that keeping groups within their platform is the best way to do it. Yeah. You think? And um, that... it's going to be really interesting to see how this all evolves going into next year and into the future. For sure. That definitely, like Rocket League and Fortnite bringing that into it, I think it also put as well as raising, I guess, awareness of, you know, there are games out there, you know, who love this kind of feature. I think it then put, in a way, a good pressure on the gaming industry to be like, okay, maybe we should look into that now. Yeah, absolutely. And we also know, speaking of platforms, that Twitch recently made some new changes where you can now have supporter-only streams as part of your content that people like content creators produce. What do you guys think about that? Do you guys think this is a good idea or do you think it is a bad idea and why? I thought that was an interesting move on Twitch's part. And I think it depends on what kind of community you run. Uh, The interesting thing I saw come out of it was a lot of, um, platforms apparently have it outlined in their terms of service that you cannot do subscriber only streams because you cannot profit off of their games exclusively um privately like that so yeah i think it's great to be able to give back to your community in that way um i can see it working for for artists who stream or, you know, maybe people who maybe as a way to be able to talk to just your subscribers. And it'd be interesting to see how streamers decide to play with that new feature. Um, But at the same time, there's also been backlash because exclusivity, like any sort of exclusivity will always incite some sort of backlash. Um, but I think used wisely and used sparingly, it could be it could be a healthy way of building communities. Well I said. Agree. Well said. 
Yeah, no, that's that's a really great point. And it's going to be interesting to see content creators will be able to monetize from do so in such a way that's not harmful to the community or makes anyone feel like they are excluded from being a part of the interaction, being part of the content. And that's something that Twitch has been, you know, known for in terms of creating a community that, or rather I should say, building a platform that enables all content creators and their viewers to enjoy the content without having to pay money on a subscription-based tier in order to be able to enjoy that content. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. And it's definitely one of those delicate things that you don't really know how it's going to affect the community until it's actually being implemented and we see how content creators are able to use that feature. So yeah, so what an awesome discussion about communities and destiny. And I think that uh, it's a good good place to talk about a little bit about Opulence and the Lumina Quest and Guardian Con 2019, because these are things that are happening right now in Destiny. The season of Opulence is now in swing. Just got the Heroic Menagerie that came out i want to say last week or two weeks ago yeah. <laughs> uh, we we got to see the the new iron banner quest we i'm sure played the crown of sorrow raid many many times and got to enjoy some of the new rewards that came out with the new season of opulence so i'd like to get everyone's thoughts on first off the menagerie activity that came out it's this new six person activity that is taking place on the Leviathan, and it feels kind of like a but with a lot of interesting activities and game modes all mixed into one. Yeah, it's a pretty cool amalgamation of uh, some of the things that they've tried in the past, but uh, this one seems to be like the best, their best attempt, I think, at you know a very fun, cooperative, and rewarding activity. And everything you know it's 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 a lot of fun to just uh to run that and grind that for for loot and everything so yeah i've been really enjoying this gameplay calendar they've had for the season um it seems like every week there's been something to something yeah. new to try and it's been great um i think i saw a post on reddit the other day i was like i think this is the first time i felt like i haven't been able to do anything in one week and that's a good thing <laughs> Yeah, because um, there's so much to do, and it's like you can't get everything done because there's just so yeah. many things to do. <clears throat> and it's it's great. It's great to have a choice. Uh, one of my um, biggest complaints with the my biggest personal complaints with the previous season, uh, season of the Drifter, was that I didn't enjoy being forced to do certain activities in order to level up. Mm-hmm. And with this season, because there's so much to do. It feels like you have, and especially with the um, the power search quests that uh, Wernerbot has, it just feels like you have multiple avenues to play how you want in order to level up, and you can enjoy the game the way you want. If you want to grind and do grind for pinnacle weapons, you can. That's um, 
And that's just as fun as, you know, deciding to grind menagerie. So it's been a great season so far. Yeah, I agree on that. I like to, in terms of like the menagerie, there's a couple of things. So the throwback to Gauntlet being, because Gauntlet was one of my favorite things to come out of Leviathan Raid. And like the little throwback and the extra little bits in it with the fire and all of that stuff is is a nice throwback and memory yeah. to kind of relive a little bit it reminds me also... like a sick game show that callus was like yeah, yeah. And everything. And now this is an even sicker game show <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's crazy how it's got to now like how big is the ship <laughs> i do enjoy the throwback the downside being i wish that the original leviathan was also scaled up to drop um yeah. powerful drops okay. to our current level yeah i agree i agree I agree a hundred percent. I think that the Leviathan Raid should be made relevant. I think that the Eater of Worlds and Spire of Stars yeah. should also be made relevant. I think that what happened this time around was it was difficult for them to balance the game yeah. around that because it almost feels like there would be too many things that would level you up. But at the same time, I think that there's too many things that give you that top tier level. And I think that maybe if they tone that down a bit and instead of, for example, having you do heroic adventures to get a powerful item, make you do the Eater of Worlds or Spire of Stars or the Leviathan raid, which would encourage more people to play those raids um, in this season. Mm. So, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. that. And it would be nice to have raid banners there. And the yeah. Leviathan, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. That would be oh, pretty yeah. awesome. The, yeah, I totally the, agree. The other thing with Menagerie, too, is what I really liked with what they did is what we kind of touched on earlier with the chalice, how you can you can pick what reward, essentially, that you want. Obviously, your RNG is going to be on your packs and stuff, and you can have a little bit of an influence towards, like, the masterwork. Yeah. But that's such a nice thing that, you know, you don't... You, you can choose, pick and choose a little bit. Right. And upgrading your chalice like allows you to get even better rewards like mods. Yeah. You get actual like mods, like hive mods yeah. and things like that. And stuff. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Having that liberty and having that freedom and intentionality is is really good. And if they can do that like for menagerie, mm-hmm. like it's it's intriguing to think about what they could also apply that to in the future. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I would love to see Menagerie carried forward for other future guns yeah. as well. Me too. Now, on the topic of raids, what do you guys think of the new Crown of Sorrow raid? Are you guys enjoying it. this new raid? <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> um, I like that it's similar to um, Scourge of the Past and that it builds off of previous encounters mechanics. Which makes it really fun to teach. Uh, for me, I rate raids based on how fun it is to teach because I like <laughs> teaching people how to get through the raids. And Crown of Sorrows has been a really fun one to go through. I remember yeah. doing that in the first, like when we when that first came out, and it it was as Senna was saying, it's interesting to like follow on where you know you're learning the early version of the mechanics in the first couple of fights and then leading up to the boss, you know, you already have a lot of these mechanics in a way locked down, but they're slightly different when it gets to there. 
Yeah, definitely. And now, in terms of the rewards in the Season of Opulence, are you guys enjoying the pinnacle weapons that we have between the Hush, the Revoker, and what's the other one? Wendigo. 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 <laughs> Wendigo, thank you. Yeah, I... How do you... How do you guys like those uh, pinnacle weapons? I like the change with Revolka. So, you know, in terms of instead of having to hit, you know, like 2100 or whatever, you can just build up on your glory points. And it doesn't necessarily matter if you, you know, you lose a couple of games and go back down. You still, as long as you're building on that glory, you know, you're making progress on that. And I really like that. Because, like, prior to this, before, if you want a, if you want a crucible pinnacle weapon, you've got to get up to that point. And if, you know, you don't know people who would generally will help you out there or you're not necessarily too good at it and you don't main PvP. It's a little bit hard to chase those rewards. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I like the change that they did. Um, just allowing it to be more inclusive, allow more people to get it, like get more people into PvP too. Yeah. Like, yeah. The great thing that I've seen about Revoker um, the, the dialogue I've seen around it is that, um, well, I didn't used to like sniping, but I'm being forced to use a sniper for Revoker, and now I like sniping. Do I still need Revoker? <laughs> like in your process, like in the quest to get the pinnacle gun, you end up being, you know, good yeah. at yeah. that type of gun. And yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I use in the beloved. Is that what you're yes. sniping with? That's I personally, I'm, I'm still using my curated Twilight Oath. Oh, nice. I, uh, yeah, I've had that one, and I was told it was a really good one, and I tried it out, and it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Got really good aim assist. Um, I I love the Beloved just because it reminds me of a D1 sniper, and yeah. I love sniping in D1. So. I miss you know like a thousand yard stare. A thousand yard stare, longbow yeah, synthesis, yeah, LDR, oh, like, uh. Her benevolence, um, like as you know, supremacy is good too. Mm -hmm. I like the supremacy in D two, um, because I never got the supremacy in D one. Like I never grinded out that Queen's Wrath. I, I wish I did. <laughs> Had I known then what I know now, I, 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 I would have. You know, I I still to this day do not understand why they took that activity away and they never brought it back. I'm and still actually, waiting for it to come back. <laughs> yeah. Like mm -hmm. one of the questions I want to ask the Bungie devs, if I ever have the opportunity to do so, like why did they take out that Queen's Wrath activity and never brought it back? Like if it was in the game, it would make logical sense for them to bring it back, even if it's once a year, right? If they wanted to make it super rare and exclusive, I, I just really feel that it was just content that could have been used more in the game and people had a pretty big outcry for that activity hey we found ways to cheese that too you you get the <laughs> thing and you dismantle it for shards to get the and that's shards. why it was removed yeah oh man ascended shards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a shame that was never brought back but that's on the list of like please bring back um but if you had a choice would you like if they gave you a choice would you rather bring back queen's wrath or srl srl Mm, that's tough. That's a really good question. Mm, wow. Oh, man, I'm so torn right now. Because, <laughs> oh, I don't know. That is tough, because 
I mean, are you getting exclusive weapons in SRL? I mean, are you getting, I mean, they could make it to where you could, maybe you could mount some guns to your sparrow. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I guess the SRL, SRL, cause it, it, it changes fundamentally the game and everything. So when you're, when you're playing it, like, cause you're, it's, it's like, it's like a racing game it becomes a racing game. Mm. Yeah. So, Bring back SRL and we can have our strange yeah. coins again. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna agree with uh, Shadow Price, but this is totally a cop out because it's really a hard choice for me. <laughs> uh, I, it's tough because <laughs> SRL does fundamentally change the game in a lot of really cool, unique ways, and I want more of that. I I think they can reuse so many maps that were introduced in Destiny Two and make them into racing like maps where it almost feels like not mario kart but destiny yeah kart. i was thinking the same right. thing <laughs> like so i want cool. it i like, want destiny team racing i want srl to be like like a, yeah. a evolved mario kart basically like you know you're throwing like i don't know oh like, my goodness you're, you're throwing red shells. somebody yeah <laughs> you have a wolf pack round for yeah. the person in first place <laughs> Just throw gallar horns at your enemy. <laughs> They're gonna trip Drop on your colony horn. rounds on, from, from your sparrow. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I do hope they bring back SRL with this next yes, expansion that we'll nerfs, be getting. Ship races, space so. battles. Oh, can we get space battles, please? Yeah. Oh man, oh space gosh. battles. Wow. <laughs> The Halo Reach one, remember, Corin? The the space uh, battle you had in Halo Reach, the one space mission that was in it. Oh my god, so it was so so epic. Yeah, that was. I can't so wait epic to experience that so... on PC. Oh my god, that's gonna be so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Do we know when the game is coming out for PC? Do we have a release date? I don't think so yet. Um, they're they're still doing the a lot of the beta testing or whatever. They're doing the you know people who are testing it right now or getting the the private betas of it. I haven't heard a release date though. Well, hopefully, hopefully soon. But uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on this, and we will keep everyone up to date. This, and you can check out the Destiny the Game Reddit community because they're on top of all the news much more than we could ever be. So, um, go ahead and check them out, and. In terms of the new Lumina quest, have you guys gotten a chance to play yeah. the new quest or get the new Yeah, yeah I got my gun, yes, uh, last night. That was, yeah. a, was a fun nice. quest. Nice. Hashtag bread. <laughs> awesome. And did you enjoy the quest line? How was that for um, too much? Yeah, it was fun, but I feel like personally I probably could have slowed down but i just wanted to get the gun so <laughs> i kind of did all of that in one day but i still had fun it was cool to finally figure out what the crystals in the zol strike were for yes <laughs> so did you enjoy using the rose thank you at first i did but then you know as usual when forced to do anything for a long period of time i get kind of tired <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> The pipes on Lumina are very interesting. If they're noble rounds. Yeah, that's that's really cool because you can like heal people. You like you can be a heal yeah. class. 
Because yeah. yeah. I, I was I an mean? Ana main when I played Overwatch, so to have that gun in Destiny, <laughs> it's like, all right, let's do a raid with this. Let's shoot everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be super useful in a raid, probably. Mm. The other thing, too, is like, you imagine one of my other friends was saying, like, you combine that with Saber Light and a Monarch. I think just the perks that you can bounce off between different weapons with that is pretty cool. Uh -huh. That's true, yeah. Yeah, Corn, we gotta get that bread tonight. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah. oh, we're gonna get that bread right <laughs> after the show. We're gonna take a little break after the show, because Rocky's probably gonna want to go for a little W, and I don't want to say that word, because <laughs> he's gonna flip out if I do. <sighs> but, um... <laughs> we're gonna do that afterwards and uh i'm definitely excited to check out the gun so now for anyone any of our listeners who don't know what the perks are what are the special perks on the lumina hand cannon um so you've got oh, i'm gonna go to so if you you kill an enemy and you'll get noble rounds and noble rounds if you shoot an ally it heals them and gives them i can't quite remember why it was that it, it gives, gives them a buff to their damage and also heals them. And then you also get a 10 second buff of. Oh, there's something else and I can't remember the name of it. That's still really cool though, because that's, yeah. you know, there's no other gun that does that in Destiny. So. And the buff lasts for quite a while, which is nice. It, it yeah. kind of, it kind of is like thorns buff when you pick up little green circles. Yeah, because it is like the anti-thorn, so it's pretty. <laughs> Could it it's end pretty up fun being so better than thorn, possibly? That's a good question. Time will tell. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't played with a gun enough to <laughs> answer the tell. question, but I know I'd like to get it and <laughs> go into PvP with it and see how it performs. Because uh, it just it has a lot of utility and everything. So. Yeah. Did you see the, the yeah. is it T Rex's video when they were saying about they weren't kidding about how aggressive the teammate like tracking is for the noble rounds? Oh no, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah, you should see that. I have not seen the video. It's pretty nuts. That's good because sometimes Check you know you have the hunters that jump everywhere, <laughs> so it'll be good to be able to have. Uh, Aggressive tracking on that. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, you should go, you should see it and watch it after. It's pretty funny to see. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks really nice too. Yeah. Like it's, mm. it's like almost the angelic ornament. and everything. Oh, the ornament is, yeah, oh, yeah it ornament. looks really good. <laughs> Let me tell you, yes, you got to buy it with silver. Yep. Oh, rip. <laughs> I, I think if you have so it, it might be like, it's... 700 yeah it might oh, be 700. right to us though like maybe in like a month possibly if you just wait probably right that's what i'm hoping <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wish no. i could be patient enough and wait but now i'm just like so <laughs> impulsive that i like, just want it now i need it now <laughs> yeah <laughs> well see the way i look at these microtransactions is that it's just a good way to support mm. the developers and give them it's like throwing them a bone you know it's true. throw them a bone give them a tip Tell them that, hey, we love your game. We enjoy it. Like, I bought the ornament for the Outbreak Perfected mm -hmm. because I really enjoyed that mission. I think they did a phenomenal job with the mission. Same thing with the Whisper mission. I enjoyed it so much that I went to Eververse and I said, here's my money. Here's, I'm going to throw you guys a little money to say thank you and to show you that I appreciate what you guys do. Yeah. So, 
I don't look at it as me buying something tangible because if I think of it that way, I tend to feel disappointed when it is available free. If it ever does become free, so knowing that um, you're supporting the like developers directly, it. though, now you know it's yeah directly yeah. too. Now, yeah, you're not supporting Activision, so yeah, that's true. not like there's anything <laughs> wrong with it because five hundred million dollars—that's a lot of money. But um, I diverge. So now, speaking of um, the new season of opulence, we also have one more thing that came out thus far, and that's the Iron Banner quest. Did you guys get a chance to play through the quest line uh, with Iron Banner? Yeah, it was unfortunately a busy week for me, so I got stuck on the grenade quest. But it's interesting. It's an interesting change that they're doing with the quest for armor. Yeah, I did have one character on my hunter. I was able to get through it. Oh, you did. So what did you think of this uh, quest line, Shadow Price? Did it meet your expectations um, the first time you heard about Iron Banner being turned into a quest line? What were we your talked about this off it? the air a little bit, and you know, I kind of agree with you. I, I wish there would have been some sort of story involvement, possibly, too. I mean, I know that would have been asking for a lot and everything, but it would have been nice to see like Lady Aphrodite again or something and see what she's been up to. And, uh, true. you know, it's like just really liked the Rise of Iron, like uh, the expansion. So it would have been nice to, you know, have uh, Saladin, like, you know, have us go places and things like that, like implement more of a PVE like thing into it would have been cool. But I mean, it was okay. It was it was grindy though. Those grenade kills were were tough for sure. But um, yeah, yeah I, I think for me it was like there wasn't enough to make it worth the grind that was ahead of me. Like I started the grind, and then it was just like I have to play way too much Iron Banner just to get a, just to acquire a set of armor that may or may not come with enhanced perks. It almost felt like it would be easier for me to go and play the Last Wish raid to get those enhanced perks versus putting in the tremendous grind in Iron Banner. And I almost—I do agree. I really wish they incorporated more lore, more story into the activity to make it more fun. Even if it, it would be like a brief cutscene, like what we saw with the Invitations of the Nine, uh, back um, in the previous season with Season of the Drifter. Mm -hmm. oh, that would be cool. That would be really cool to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm hoping they can maybe introduce something like that in the future. Yeah. But um, ov overall, with this season of opulence, what are some of the things that you guys are enjoying about this season? And what areas do you feel like Bungie could have improved upon the season of opulence to make it even better um i've really been enjoying the menagerie i like yeah. the like like we talked about before i like kind of being able to choose your own loot that was that's really cool um the release calendar has been on point with something to do every week um in terms of improvements to the season maybe slightly less grindy quests because yeah the iron banner quest is a little bit too grindy for my tastes um but i think that's what 
people want to a degree in terms of having destiny back as a hobby. So maybe that's where their data lies and that's why they've chosen to go that way. But for me personally, I don't know those grenade kills, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, I think that if they added some rewards to the activity to really motivate players to grind out, like imagine if we got a very special swarm of the Raven that was extremely powerful. It was masterwork and it was guaranteed. And maybe it had an extra perk on it that no other weapon in the game had. That would make the grind much more rewarding and fulfilling. And it would feel like, okay, I'm grinding out, but I'm grinding with a purpose of getting this amazing weapon. Even if it took long to do, even if you had to complete the quest line on all three characters, if the weapon would be that good, I think it would just make the game better. And I, I wish that was a better way to acquire the Swarm of the Raven instead of just taking all of your tokens that you've been hoarding and turning <laughs> them in and hoping for the best. And I still don't have a god roll even after turning in 700 plus Iron Banner tokens. You don't have one of Spike so, Nades? I don't either. Unfortunately, uh -huh. I have three of them Spike Nades. Mm -hmm. That's unfortunate. So, yeah. Well, I make do. I like Hammerhead. That's a pretty good option. Um, so I've been using that along with Mountaintop and um, between the Iculus shotgun and Clueless. I've been playing with both. The both are fun. Yeah, I like we talked about this again um before like some of the rewards. I wish they would have like, you know, uh give you I know it's like bringing back old loot, but like maybe like a Fell Winter's Lie or something like that, like a exotic Fell Winter's Lie yeah. or like exotic Gilder's Hammer or Ephrodite's Spear or something like that, you know. Like those those are the guns that really like we're nostalgic for and everything. And I'm sure people would have like jumped all over that to try to get like Fell Winter Sniper again. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that I really love the Menagerie new season and I really enjoy what they did with the new Crown of Sorrow raid. I, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. So those are areas where I think that they were really on point with this new season. Now, there's more things coming um, because there. Remember you saw that there was like a ascendant Leviathan and everything. So what is that? Yeah. Is that going to be maybe a special dungeon that Bungie is cooking up? Well, they thing? said there's another one coming. Yeah. Didn't they? I think so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be really interesting to see what they come up with for that. Yeah. And the season's not over. So we have more opulence coming in the coming weeks and the coming months. So we're definitely getting more content beyond what we already have. Um, I do think that if they added maybe an extra strike, yeah. it wouldn't hurt. It would only help. If they added, you know, an extra crucible map or two, that wouldn't hurt either. But I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels that way. And it's been very much requested among the community as far as things that they, that people want to see um, into the game with future seasons so i hope they do acknowledge that and i hope we get more of that in the coming seasons um the other thing that's kind of underwhelming for me is 
the rewards in the Crown of Sorrow raid, they're just not that they're very underwhelming i really yeah, agree dude, with you I'm on just, that it's it's really hard it's like, to find a reason to run it um because there's so much like there's so many things to do every week so it's not necessarily a bad thing to you know not feel like you have to do the raid but at the same time it's kind of a bummer yeah and it's supposed to be the most the the pinnacle activity in the game the activity that everybody climbs the mountain to get and it's like you finally climb the mountain and you're like um well the activity was really fun but <laughs> yeah what's up with the weapons so a few of my friends have said that like oh we should turn the rust off this it's annoying <laughs> yeah but like i i agree with the point with the the loot on crown of Sorrow. i mean i was running it just like for example today or week on week, I've been wanting to run it, you know, to get the full set because I love the cloak. And today I got the cloak and I also got Taraba. So it's kind of like oh, outside it. Yeah. Nice. Congrats. Red acquired. Awesome. And then, like, just outside. I was just going to say, so outside of that and then doing the last, like, clan challenge next week, I. Same thing for me, besides, like, even when it comes to doing a flawless one outside of that. I don't know why I would then return. Are you going for the Shadow Triumph at all, any of you? I would like to. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to. I'm not to. quite sure yet, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love collecting all those titles. I mean, I, I kind of have to. You know, it's in my name. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I'm required. <laughs> I'm required. Oh, that, you, yes, you are. You would be required to get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every every piece of armor that's in the new raid, it's it's pretty much named after Shadow. Yeah. It's like I have Shadow's helmet and Shadow's greaves and Shadow's cloak. And it's like everything's <laughs> branded with Shadow Price. They might as well put a picture of his face on all the Shadow. stuff. And Shadow. Shadow. Yeah. <laughs> Shadow legit has a reason to be running this every single week. <laughs> yeah. It's like they built Destiny for you. <laughs> But no, yeah, with the, I agree with the loot being a little underwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Do you do you guys have any um, final thoughts on the season of opulence that you want to bring up on the? More just, I hope they learn how like opulence has been really good. I think in general, and it's been received pretty well by the community in in terms of you know like the annual pass and, and stuff like that, and how previous. Um, seasons have gone so hopefully they learn from what's um, happened this season I, I agree and i hope they build off of what of build off of the good that came out of season of opulence because this has been received their player count went um up again which is really cool but i think also part of that is the curiosity of new light and shadow keep um, but overall, I just, I would love for them to continue building on this. I really enjoy Menagerie. I love having a little bit of control over all of the RNG that is your loot. So I hope that it doesn't fall to the wayside when the next season comes. And it isn't just another activity that you get over with for powerful drops. I hope that there's 
the the activities that we have here in season of opulence continue to be brought forward and continue to stay relevant in future expansions. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And and I think for me, I just want maybe story. or two, crucible maps, some more meaningful rewards. And if they add that in into future seasons and give us the quality content that we've gotten with Season of Opulence, I think we'll be more than on the right track. I think that would make it almost perfect for me. <laughs> I think somebody uh, agrees. Yeah, he does. <laughs> So we know that uh, this week is really special in the Destiny community because we have GuardianCon that is about to take place, and it is the annual convention for the Destiny community where everyone in the community gathers in one place and we get to hang out and share our creations, share our passion for Destiny. and. I'd like to talk about that a little bit on the podcast tonight. And uh, have you guys ever been to a Guardian Con besides Shadow Price? I know he's been to Guardian Con. I've been to Destiny Con. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) hipster. He's a Guardian Con hipster. (laughs) Now, uh, for Annabelle and Justine, have you, have you? Uh, ladies been to Guardian Con before? Personally, no, I haven't. Um, I'm hoping maybe next year. We'll see if that's something that's in the cards. Um, this year was almost in the cards, but uh, some things fell through. But um, we'll watch from we'll watch from afar, and I'm excited to see what they decide. To- Heroic or for zero hour. That one I'm really looking forward to. But um, same for me. I've not been, but I would love to go on you. Yeah, me too. I've never been a Guardian, but now more than ever, I really want to go because I met some really awesome people in the Destiny community <laughs> that it would be really awesome to just like hang out with and drink a beer with and just shoot the shit. So I'm, I'm excited to go next year. I'm definitely going to make that happen. Um, but I know... Shadow Price did attend um, Guardian Con back when it was called Destiny Con. Yep. And Shadow Price, how was your experience like going to a one of the earlier Destiny Con when before it was even called Guardian Con? It was, it was, it like? was a lot of fun. I mean, it was kind of in its like uh, you know uh, infancy stages and things like that. It was more like it was definitely in a smaller venue and everything. Um, but just meeting some of the people there and all the, you know, the different people in the community, like some of the you know, uh, Cosmo there, meeting Fran Mirabella, um, Destin McGarry, um, you know, also Triple Rec. I had a conversation with Triple Rec there and everything. Um, it was, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. It was a great experience. And definitely definitely want to go back so we're definitely going to make it happen again next year because i mean it's it's the culmination like of you know 
just you're you're playing the game and everything and it's just like meeting the people that you know like that and you know just uh and listening all the you know all the dialogue and all the you know everything that happens and you know it's just really cool getting to see everybody everything so definitely yeah and i can say for myself too i cannot wait to go to guardian con next year i'm going to start planning early to make sure that we definitely make it happen for next year and i'm so excited to meet so many awesome people in our community get to see some of their awesome work and to maybe get to meet some of the developers from destiny and to tell them how much we love the game and to talk to them about our experiences in destiny and um that's definitely going to be in the works for next year so um to see you guys at guardian con next year that'll be really awesome that would be really cool and uh yeah yeah absolutely so before we wrap things up for the evening, I do want to just quickly uh, go over the Bungie Weekly update, which we did talk about last week. Unfortunately, we're recording on a Wednesday, so there is no weekly update out tonight. Um, so we will discuss the weekly update in greater depth next week. But uh, with last week's Bungie Weekly update, we did learn that um, the... Consult the Archives emote is now live. You can go ahead and purchase that from Eververse for 10 bucks or 1,000 silver. And if you purchase it this week, you can also get the Grimoire Anthology Volume 2 at a discounted rate of 20% off. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and check that out. It's happening live right now in Destiny. And... We also know that the Menagerie chest runs that we've been doing, or, sh or, or I should say chest farms that we've been doing, getting either patched or nerfed, depending on how you look at it. So you have until July 9th to take advantage of opening up as many chests as your heart desires until the time expires. And after that, you only open up that chest once per encounter. And that will be the way to acquire loot from the menagerie. Are you guys are you guys okay with that? Do you guys think that they that Bungie was justified in how they much fixed this encounter and stopped people from being being able to farm the chest? A mixed opinion on it. Um, I can see why they've probably done it. You know, because you can. You can farm it how how much you kind of want or how you know how you can how quickly you can farm it. So I can see in terms of like why they may have done it, but at the same time, then when you run into a menagerie now, is it worth it for just one reward at the end, even if you get to kind of choose it? Yeah, no, absolutely. If it's for should... me, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say potentially there could be a compromise if uh, maybe you can only it a limited amount of time i do like the idea that i saw going around of you get a number of chests equal to the number of perfect runs that you were able to do and i think that could potentially be a good compromise from being like able to have unlimited yeah yeah because you're incentivizing like how you 
how you did, how your performance was, how yeah. you played and everything, how well you did. Like, yeah, or I was thinking like having something rewards you like a buff or something like, you know, like to use on your next run to where you could loot it like two or three times or something like that, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I like those ideas. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think for me personally, I don't necessarily issue with them patching this um system because if you think about it i mean it was never really intended for yeah. chest it makes sense right you complete an activity get your reward and you play it again so uh, i don't necessarily think that compromising with something that was broken to begin with is the right way to handle things as a developer so from that standpoint I don't really have too much of an issue with it, although, you know, it is nice to be able to not have to grind as much and get the rewards that you're looking for. But at the same time, that does shorten the gameplay in that activity where, you know, if you acquire everything in like three, four runs, what's the point of running it again, right? And they want you to continue to enjoy the game and discover new things and to play the game to feel like there is an incentive there for you to do so so from that standpoint i definitely understand this decision and i I almost think that a compromise would be a good thing where maybe like you can get a bounty for example from benedict and if you complete a flawless run once a week on each character you can get an extra drop from that and maybe not only do you get an extra drop but it's guaranteed to be a top tier drop or either a masterwork or a you know uh, a weapon with a god roll so that might be kind of cool i think it's nice also that they're instead of them patching it out really really quickly they're just saying here you know it's fine just go and farm it until we put a fix in yeah, I think that's a yeah, good compromise think, right there. That was yeah, the compromise, yeah. right? That that was the compromise they made. They said, look, we're not going to be mean about it, and we're not going to say, hey, starting today, we're going to ban everybody yeah. who grabbed the chest three, four yeah. times. But, like, go nuts, um, have fun, loot faucet, shut yeah. up. They're saying, hey, go nuts until... <laughs> yeah. someone... Yeah. Um, so I, okay. Oh, um, I was saying, someone that um, said to me, they were like, you know, there's a lot of other games out there, you know, that would have a completely different attitude towards it, and they, you know, they would punish those that have done, yeah, like, oh, gone through the expo. Yeah, but it, it's nice <laughs> that Bungie. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that Bungie kind of don't, and they're just like, you know, go with it. Just you know, go and do it until we, you know, fix it. We're not going to punish you for it. It's nice to see that they have that attitude. You know, because it's, I guess, in a way, it's something that happened. Yeah, is know, it a cheese of exploit? Yeah, probably. But, you know, it's it's nice that Bungie's not punishing you for, you know, yeah. doing it and stuff, so. Absolutely. And um, the other thing that we learned from this week's Bungie Weekly Update, or this week at Bungie, was that uh, Guardian Con was really successful in raising money the St. Jude's um, Research Foundation. Um, they were able to raise $406,000 just Bungie alone for the children. 
And the community overall, I think they reached almost 4 million, if I'm not mistaken. It was a really I crazy think it dollar. Was like 3. That was like 3.7 or 3.8 million. Yeah, so it was, yeah, was yeah. like 3.8 million, almost $4 million. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I have never <laughs> another game raised that much money for so many awesome causes out there. And I think that's one of the things that makes the Destiny community very, very awesome, generous, and special is how we can come together to do so many good things in the world and to help the children who are in need and who are less fortunate. Um, also, Bungie did talk about a new thing they were doing where they were going to provide iPads for children in hospitals who were sick. Yes. and. Um, that's another thing that they were doing for raising. So do you guys have any final thoughts on the uh, fundraising aspect of Destiny and what they've been doing in the community, especially as of late with uh, Guardian Con that... things and... Uh... Go ahead. Raised and overall the 3.8 million figures is amazing. Um... And I love the, I, I really admire um, the guys that put Guardian Con together from a little event that started out at a bar to now this huge event yeah. where now gaming studios are participating in and this charity marathon is, I think, such a great way of, to give back their time and a good way of using their influence in the community for good. And it's really, truly admirable what they've done with um, the resources that you know, that they have. I agree with that. I remember like Nathalian tweeting about it and being like quite emotional, you know, after the outcome of when they'd raised raise that much money. And it's incredible to see because I couldn't think of another community that does something of this scale either. Every year too. And then they yeah. just in increase it every year. They, they yeah. push Top they it every the bar year. every year, like further, you know, it's like... And the thing is too, like so many people come together and just put that all into everything when it comes to you know guardian con or any other charity um event that goes on within destiny no matter how big or how small you know a lot of people put so Let's see the great thing about guardian con is just um it expanding beyond destiny. Um, there are streamers there that participate in the charity stream that don't necessarily stream Destiny today, but they got their start playing Destiny and they are still welcomed within the community. And that's something that I love that we all do as a community is like, no, even though maybe you branched out and good for you, but this is still your home and you're welcome here. And we love supporting you. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. I don't think I could have said it any better. And yeah, it's it's amazing what Bungie and the Destiny community does for so many different causes and so many charities and things that are going on, whether it be the, the Pride Parade, whether it be the uh, hurricane relief efforts that took place on so many different occasions. 
and what they continue to do for the children who are less fortunate each and every year. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, we have nothing but respect for the teams and all individuals who helped make these events happen and for what they continue to do every single day to create a better world for everybody. So that's that's very admirable. It is. Yeah. So Guardians, we have come to that point in the show where we're going to wrap things up. But before we do, I do want to ask, what did Annabelle and Justine think about this week's Bungie Weekly Update? We're going to have them rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls in our traditional form. So I guess uh, first up, Annabelle, what did you think about this week's Bungie Weekly Update? How would you rate it from one being rotten spicy tuna and five being bomb spicy tuna or spicing the giri as james likes to call it <laughs> hmm. let me think about that one um so it was a bit short on content which is understandable because i think they're prepping the bulk of the tuna rolls just for guardian con so um i they teased uh bungee day which should be coming soon, July 7th. Um, the fundraiser is really cool, and I think it's nice that they um, were open about communication regarding the Menagerie chest farm. I'd say maybe uh, three and a half tuna rolls just because it was a bit short on content. I would say awful. Um is it was a little bit short of content but you know like kind of i was saying you know they're i think they're kind of very deep with guardian con prep and everything like that right now um but more i'd say more in the form of uh, you know the whole charity um i think just amazing incredible so yeah it's so full <clears throat> yeah and i think we also the update for or spicy tuna rolls last week. And we have come to that time where we get to wrap up the show. And first off, I'd like to thank Justine and Annabelle for hanging out with us tonight. This was a very special episode for us to do because finally we are live on Twitch. And thank you so much for our live audience. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for your questions. On the podcast. And we, yeah, thank you for your questions. Thank you for being a part of this. We really appreciate you all. And uh, before we let you all go for the night, I do want to ask uh, Justine and Annabelle where we can learn more about you guys and what you guys do in our community. So, uh, Justine, do you want to go first? Oh, goodness. Um, so, trying to where's the best place? Twitter, probably. Is I just tweet all my musings out there. Okay. And and where are you on Twitter? Um, so it's twitter.com slash IR Justine with three E's at the end. Okay. Very cool. And we're gonna make sure to include your social media link in the show notes of this episode, which you will be able to find at www.destinyshow.com. And um, Annabelle, where can we learn more about you? I'm also on Twitter a lot. Um, my Twitter handle is 
Bull is Ella Banana. It's my name backwards. <laughs> my name backwards is an Annabelle, but spelled E-L-L-E-B-A-N-N-A-N-A. So uh, I'm on Twitter mm-hmm. a lot, but we're also both very talkative on our own Discord at discord.gg slash Destiny Reddit. Yeah. Um, we love talking to the community. You can talk to us any, almost any time. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> we sleep. Sometimes. <laughs> but... Twitter and Discord will be the best way to talk yeah. to us. Very cool. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. That's where I will be most of the time tweeting and retweeting, liking, all <laughs> that stuff. So, All that good stuff. Very cool. And you can find... The Destiny Show podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Anchor, and all of the pop platforms where you listen to podcasts. And now we are also live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash The Destiny Show. You can check us out every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. And we're going to have an exciting lineup of guests planned for you for July. Next week, we're going to have Blue from Focused Fire Chat on the show. And following, uh, uh, we're going to have Jamie from Destiny News Hub the following week. And then we're going to end the month by hanging out with Vald from Planet Destiny. We're going to learn much more about uh, what she does in our community. And we're going to learn a lot more about Planet Destiny and what they do as an organization. And we cannot wait to give you guys a glimpse of guests that we have planned for August and September. It's going to be really exciting. And we are so grateful to have you guys listening in every week. Thank you very much for thank you very much for subscribing. And if you like the show, leave a review on all of your favorite podcasting platforms it really does help us out and uh thank you guardians for hanging out for another episode of the destiny show podcast to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? 
Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are Dragon Breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening, and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel.